0: If we're going to ramble, really, if
1: we're, if we're going to look like it, I'm going to uh, just I'm random yeah, okay. bits just, of uh, <laughs> it uh, human is biology, morning, man. It is October, Woo. October. Oh crap. Okay. No, uh, March 3rd. Why did I say October? Okay. March 4th, uh, 2020. I mean, I know
0: you're jet lagged, but you're not I'm, that jet lagged.
1: Uh, the, to be honest, um, <laughs> on average, since we were, so right before we went live, we started talking about averages. Um, Mm-hmm. On average, I was getting between two to three hours uh, – two to three hours of sleep a night. I was not – I did not you – know, I I wasn't getting – ever since last Saturday or Friday night through Saturday to, to maybe before last night, I was mm-hmm. very badly deprived of sleep. Um, mostly time difference but also late deadlines, timelines. Uh,
0: yeah, your your trek out to MWC was pretty rough. So It,
1: it was uh, – it started really rough. Saturday – my trip was like seriously – um, my wife was like, "You should have left a day early. It would have at least landed you the day, at, at the time you wanted. At the time and you were supposed to get you there. <laughs> because that's how late I was." Uh, but I didn't think of it that way. So, uh, but you know, it is it is fun to say that mm-hmm. I got a chance to hang out with a whole bunch of people. I I did miss not having you there, but I really hope next year we can definitely tag team it because this is a I'm show hoping. that you you need a crew, you need buds, <laughs> you need you need you need feet on the you ground. Know, Let's just say that.
0: In in my heart of hearts, you know what I would mm-hmm. love to do. Um, I I'd need to, like, make sure we had a sponsor in place that, like, could really cover it. Because it means a week of work that I'm just out of commission. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to go as a producer. I'd really like to go as the person sort of running ops and not mm-hmm. have to worry about doing all the interviews and shooting all the B-roll and writing out loose scripts and putting myself in front of a camera to shoot mm-hmm. all the things that I've just done and then edit everything, and then do all the social media, and you know, like the 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 whole thing about you, working at trade mean, show. You,
1: you mean the the job that we have that you know all for one and everything well, for one.
0: But but you know, like you, you you were saying, like some of my favorite experiences working trade shows is when we've gone with a small crew. You know, a oh, crew of four absolutely, people absolutely. is amazing, and it, and it just takes me back to working on location film sets. Mm -hmm. I was the sound guy. I was the location sound supervisor. Mm -hmm. And I had people that would hold boom mics, and I had people that would cable up lavalier mics. And it was my job to just listen to everything. And, Mm -hmm. man, I'm really good (laughs) at doing my job when it's one person's job. (laughs) So It is. Absolutely, yeah. It, 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 it's not to say you know, like I don't want to be a host for a trade show, but man, it'd be nice to divide up labor and go with the expectation, like my job here is to make this look as good as it can, and someone else can be in front of the camera and talking about something. That's not going to be my job. That 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 would be nice.
1: That would be the situation I love to to have somebody. I don't see for me. I would love to. I actually, I, I'm a little bit different than where you are because I think you've had these type of responsibilities in the past. I, I would love to have the hosting position. I would mm-hmm. love to have to be able to just focus on that part. Yeah. But not part, not focus on the fact I just hosted, and as I'm running from one place to the other, I got to make a, re- a quick little video. To what do I do in here? You know, just push content out because you're constantly doing, it and you're always getting derailed. The conversations yeah. kind of go a little bit here and there. Uh, I've always been a proponent, even when, when I was producing stuff for XDA and so on. I've always told the team, it's a, it's not a one-person job. You do not send a person to uh, – not even CES. CES, IFA, Berlin, w, MWC. All of these shows require a crew. At least of two, three would be ideal. Like one running ops, one running yeah. uh, basically the production side, and one running the talent side. So. I don't mind doing the camera and shooting by myself, but I have if somebody else is creating the content while I'm shooting and funneling that data, but then somebody mm-hmm. else organizing and making sure that I'm on point, that I'm not late to something, and I'm not mixing. Like I made a mistake, and because of the time difference in time zones, because I, before I left, I, enti- I missed the entire event of uh, Qualcomm on on Monday yeah. because I made it at five thirty in at uh, WC time, and I was I mistyped and it was supposed to be two thirty. So as I was. Doing something else that I should have gotten out of, I missed an entire thing that I wanted to do yeah. for for Qualcomm. The, the
0: logistics so, yeah. on that is 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 a, is a head trip. Yeah, at your best. Yeah, like yeah. under the best of circumstances, if everything goes perfect. It is still a brain cramping exercise of keeping a calendar straight. I am, yeah, mentally,
1: and, I need
0: I need a vacation. <laughs> yeah, mentally, I mean, it's, it's to
1: shut off for the rest of the week. It's fun
0: travel, but man, it is not a vacation. This is no, this is so no. much more work than you can you can kind of bring you, up. But
1: you but I was happy yeah, to sorry. see
0: you boots on the ground, and mm-hmm. and it did seem like. We're slowly getting back, you know, from from our conversations after CES. We're we're kind of figuring out, you know, we're 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 starting to kind of push those boundaries again, of getting it's, people into places to talk about things, and that human to human, hands on experience still has um, a significant value to this conversation.
1: It, it was a massive jump from what we saw at CES. Let's, we'll say that CES was definitely. I, it had to happen, and I'm glad that it happened. Regardless of what it did and what it had, the reality of the matter is it kicks us off in the right foot. MWC felt a little bit closer to what it used to be. It wasn't 100 percent that – just for reference, mm-hmm. MWC was not fully running – uh, there were still a lot of spaces in the different halls that you go through that are just empty spaces. But the way they did it, which was interesting, they did it visually where they left the empty spaces cl- away from the center walkway. So as you were uh, walking, yeah. visually it looked you know full. But then if you yeah. go down and you go further out, you'll start seeing some open spaces, which it, it, to me – don't get me wrong. I think the overall experience is still um, – just maybe for just for a point of reference since you've covered mwc before you'll have a reference of this Mm -hmm. i had it did not take me more than three minutes to get into the fira every single day three minutes that's including going through badging going through scanning because of the mwc barcode there was no that does sound nice
0: (laughs) three minutes to get into the Fira,
1: and it's like obviously it still takes you 10 minutes to go across it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean though right like I, i remember the lines and all of that and it was like wow like that was actually good. I did not have that much hard time. So it, they they handled it well overall. Perform, overall, I think everything was they felt normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they were very very forceful. Uh, not enforce. They enforced the the mask wearing uh, policy. They had literally people that was the entire job standing in hallways, and anytime somebody was walking by them without a mask, they run to him, put the mask on, put the mask on. It was like very straight and it was like, okay, good. good. At least they're making it cool because there's a few people. but and-
0: well, again, seeing some of the data out of Vegas, it makes sense that you wouldn't want to mess around with a, with a significant influx of people from around the world Absolutely. coming yeah, yeah. to your city and possibly making things worse for the population who actually live there. Absolutely. Um, and- did, did you, did you see, was there any, because I would imagine that there was probably more pushback in Vegas from mm-hmm. Americans about wearing masks, well, I mean, did it seem like people were
1: there was a lot you, more compliant? Um, I there okay, so CS was very much the similar thing, except CS didn't follow through uh, in the center hall, right? Their enforcement mm. was mostly at the door, so you you passed through the front door at the you know, the and then halls. you'd see people like. Exactly, yeah. and you see people walking up and down, and there was nobody else that 's what I really appreciated where m w c was no they They were all across walking around, and that was literally their job as I felt like that 's what their job was to make sure whole monitors <laughs> well because I feel like m w c was also more, more it's more dense right CES, yeah. um it's spread out have, across it, Vegas. It, people it is, have events in
0: hotel rooms, but even with
1: the halls, though their halls are much wider and and the yeah. ceilings are much higher, so you had more space, kind of thing. I'm gonna, I want to say, but um, with with the Fira is uh, it's a tunnelled experience that you have to go between one area to another, and it's all and everybody has to go through it. It's either on you're on the top floor or the ground floor. Unless you know that there are side doors, most people don't take those. So you're you're pretty much condensed into going into the So There's a lot of concentration of people. So it, that's I think what their worry is about. Um, yeah. But the reality, honestly, um, you know, with everything going on, I was able to. I mean, obviously, it feels like we we've been there before. We know where to go. We know what to do. Uh, the mm-hmm. uh, the the events that we were there, they were done very nicely. Both honor. Uh, I think Huawei did something. Uh, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, uh Qualcomm did something Oppo did something uh, uh Huawei did a few things actually they had a few other uh, engagement but uh, I had a tour of the Huawei booth which was actually very nice they were massive like the the massiveness of what I would expect Huawei to be they mm-hmm. had literally the end of one of the halls and it was like just massive technologies massive booths uh and a lot of new things that are being demoed and I actually saw something that was very like a few technology things like connectivity they're working on very nicely mm-hmm. It, it was, it was, we'll talk more about, it, but yeah, for sure. for sure, a whole bunch of things. Well, I, I going mean,
0: g- going from the actual logistics of, of how yeah, the yeah. event went down, what, what, what were some of your favorite, I mean, cause we, we still got the news. I mean, we know oh, what was the, announced at, at MWC, yeah. but, but what, what were some of your favorite, uh, reveals, uh, some of your favorite announcements?
1: Uh, so some of the new things obviously is, uh, the, the, the magic four was announced at the same time. So that was interesting to see honor come back in full force. Um, that was actually yeah. a piece of tech that I've been waiting for. Believe it or not, I've
0: been waiting for for some time. Last year they were supposed to I've come out. I've been so the Magic thirsty 3. for an honor. I mean, I, I have not handled an honor since the View Twenty, and I've just been. I, you know what? It's Nostalgia really, is starting to mess with my brain.
1: <laughs> I ran into I ran into the honor crew and, and and honor PR, and they were they were very welcoming and very happy to see me and so on. And so I was kind of. I the only thing I think what happened is there was there was this has been some confusion as to my my affiliation. And mm-hmm. I think to a certain point, there was still some understanding that I was still representing XDA. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I kind of made sure to explain. I said, no, no, I know. Because the, what they were doing is they assumed I was with XDA, and then they were sent hardware to – there was a, our buddy Adam Adam Conway from in Ireland. So they whenever they had sent him hardware, they automatically canceled me out because they were like, well, XDA got a unit. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm not – I, I started, anyways, I, I clarified that part. Uh, but I, I, I expressed my – again, same thing as you are, uh, very much – I'm like very excited for what you guys are doing, but I'm also it's out of my reach and we're not able to get hands on with it. So, mm-hmm. uh hopefully we'll see something with the with the Magic 4, they you know, they promised hopefully a unit in the future when they're ready. They didn't have units on the floor. So nobody went home with a unit to review, but they had right. the the show units. So that part was actually exciting. The design on the on the Magic 4 is definitely very nice. Uh the charging capabilities. Um and I actually do want to talk a little bit later a little bit later on about the charging. There's a charging um Charging speeds are going higher, and I saw some charging speeds that are at 240 watts. Yep. Um, and it, That's like, too fast. <laughs> it's too fast. It, it would have been done by the time. Okay, how long have we been on the show? We've been on the show for 11 minutes. We would have charged a 5,000 milliampere battery by now. That's how fast. Uh, I mean, that Vivo.
0: I, so, I mean, it's so funny because it's like I'm, I'm getting to experience some of this stuff fresh. So, I, mm-hmm. I did the Vivo IQ 9, 120-watt charging. Yeah, yeah. Um, it went oh, so the from, other one, I think,
1: is at 100 watts, uh, 100 watt mm-hmm. wireless and wired.
0: So yeah, we're talking at, new, at, new tech. At, yeah. uh, uh, 13% or 12% low battery warning, it, it after 15 minutes on the charger, it was at 92%. And that's at 120 watts. So <laughs> if you can force twice as much wattage out of your charger, I mean, again, it's it's, it's getting to a point where it's almost concerning because I've been having a lot of conversations about throttling and battery health lately. This is another news topic that we'll probably cover uh, later on in the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it, it, it almost makes sense to me to say, like, hey, if you have access to this, maybe don't use it all the time. So Because yeah, I really wish that if, if I had this in a phone, 240-watt charging... I wish I had a simple toggle in my notification shade to say, nah, for right now, slow charge it and not have to worry about using a different charger if I want a slow charger. Oh, or even, fast even
1: charge. better, when you plug it in, turn on a notification in front of you, say slow charge or fast charge. Simple. You yeah. just put it in right when you plug it in. It says, Again, hey, there's hey. already
0: enough compute power in the charger to handle 240 watts. And it. it I'm, I'm, I would imagine that a lot of these fast chargers... Are also pulling the same trick as the OnePlus chargers, where it's mm-hmm. also certified power delivery. So oh, you could I, say, "I
1: love that function." Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So you you can say, "Hey, backtrack this. Don't use the the whatever fancy proprietary charge tech that you've got. I want you to fall back to twenty five watt PD, and then from there you could you could kind of slow things down, right, or, I mean, especially regularly. for people who like to plug in overnight. Because yeah. I've I've stopped doing that for most of my phones." As long as I've got about 40% left on the battery at night, I'll, I'll just let it sit in idle, and then I'll kind of top it off in the morning when I wake up. It's, it, but, but we're talking about trying to get phones to last three, maybe four years for the hardware, and I'm anxious about battery tech being able to keep up. That, that it's, seems it's a, concerning to me. It's that as, fast. As
1: we're pushing the limitation of what we can do with tech. Um, now, Oppo's promise with their 150 or with the 140, I think. No, no it was a 150 to 240 um, was um, 80% battery battery life, 80% charge after 1,000, was it 1,000 uh, cycles of charging? So they're, they're mm-hmm. trying to explain like how to the tech their work. Um, also, um, Oppo, and I think if I'm not mistaken, OnePlus at some point may have that as well. Um, overnight charging does not charge at that rate. Overnight charging is actually trickle charging to a, a 6 a.m. wake-up. kind of like how my my car charges. I plug it in overnight. Oh, it doesn't yeah, yeah, charge yeah. right away, and it just knows it, that by 6 a.m. So I need to have a full battery. And I, I've been
0: surprised because that, that – I mean, I think we saw a flavor of that first on Sony. Again, yes, anytime yes, we talk Sony. about battery, we, we need to like give yeah. Sony the, the thumbs up and the props that they deserve because I don't so, think they get nearly enough credit. Speaking of Sony, because, Android 12? Oh. Oh no, not yet. What? I've been looking. I've been uh, looking, man. Okay, it's, it's, okay, it okay. hasn't sorry, arrived sorry, yet sorry. for me. Yuck, sorry, but um, uh, it, I'm just. I'm also swamped. I have way too many phones. And okay, quick tangent. I've got all these really cool phones on my desk. We're gonna talk about some Pocos. We're gonna talk about uh, Redmi's. And and like I, you know, I I wrapped up the the Iku and the Vivo. All I wanted to do. Is, mm-hmm. is now that i finished resetting and getting my X70 Pro Plus set up again, all I want to do is take that phone out. I yep. just want to go outside and shoot pretty photos of flowers. I, I mean, it just... I, you know it's so funny like it's it's such a tech reviewer first world problem to have that i have too many cool gadgets to play with when i just want to spend a little quality time with this one phone not
1: enough time in a day not enough arms and not enough we no i know yeah and then and then um, we have
0: weird weather here We're i'm getting rain where i am no! I, I don't know if you're getting <laughs> yes because i was like oh you know what? this weekend i might be able to just go out and shoot i mean just yeah, yeah. just do something fun um, and now it's going to be like cloudy and gray, and you're like, the, okay, that could still be fun. But Mother Nature's like, yeah, 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 Let me
1: just tap, I, taper those expectations for you.
0: Like, like y- yesterday, that uh, we I, I, we we went out as a family. Um, my daughter just got like a bunch of little awards at school for reading a Dude, ton nice. of books. Um, I'm so proud of her. She's so proud of herself. She's got, like, this little necklace with all of these little plastic. They look like little dog tags, but they're these little plastic reading awards. They oh, gave nice. her this fancy bookmark that has a, has a light so that she can read in the dark. I mean, she's just so, like, it's so cute. She's just so proud of herself. So we went out and grabbed some cheeseburgers just to celebrate. And it was like, you know... Um, I'm I'm like documenting this moment. She's being adorable. Marie and I look like we haven't slept in weeks. We're just exhausted. But I I was I brought out the Vivo. You know, like here's a here's a nighttime photo of us by this fountain at this little outdoor mall, and it looks amazing. <laughs> like oh, this this photo looks so good. The phone the phone is crazy. It's so good. Crazy. So hey, seriously. Anyway. I've 21. completely digressed because we've got, so back, we've back got to Sony, plenty of Sony other and things battery. to talk yeah. about.
1: No, no, no. So you're, you're going towards a Sony better, you know, better battery life, Sony conversation, and you know, mm-hmm. we always kind of circle back with Sony. And I, and I apologize for the tangent. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: but, but um, I, I've always been surprised that more companies just haven't knocked it off. Um, it, to it's, me, that is a, a critical aspect of this conversation because, on the one hand, we we keep talking up companies like, well, they're going to give us four years of software updates, and you're like, it's not going to matter if your battery's toast.
1: Yeah, if, in, especially in, in it's, two it's, years, it's a substantial amount to replace it officially. But I mean, or you could try to do it yourself, and then compromise the IP rating.
0: Exa- oh yep. yeah. Yeah, for
1: sure. Uh, Steve has a good point. Yeah, uh, we're reaching at a dangerous point of uh, of uh, charging tech. I feel uh, I feel bad for my phone's battery life every time I fast charge it on the uh, quick charge four speeds. Um, So there is a little bit of information that we probably want to cover. um, That was something that I learned with my Find X five Pro. I know last week we talked about it. Yeah, it is the Find X five Pro. Five the Find X five Pro charges max speed of eighty watts. That's the that's the rated charging speed. In the U.S. and in Japan, it can only go up to 65. So okay. I'm almost tempted to say, and it's nothing to do with the not the to nothing to do with Oppo not wanting to release 240, uh, 80, or anything higher. It's a limitation of our power uh, power deliver, uh, our power sources in the U.S. at 110. Yeah. yeah, we're rated at 110, not 240, not 220. So we don't actually get the higher rates, and to be able to get the full potential, um, the reason why I was kind of sh- uh, mentioning this is. Prior to, to my the the issue that I saw online, because I reached out to Oppo and, and they're like, Yes, US and Japan, that's something that we they have no control over. Uh, the text just is not is not gonna perform at the highest speed that yeah. they advertise in there. And I just I my response, my first response to that was please make sure you state that somewhere. Don't don't disregard it because somebody's importing it and thinking and then it could be misconstrued as like, why not? But it is actually quite honest. On the phone, when you're charging it, it says Superbook yeah. sixty five. It doesn't say eighty, and it's doing sixty five. So I'm wondering sure. to say um, the the charging speeds that we're seeing on some of the other devices that are going to be on, you know two forty, one one fifty. I, mean, I think we do come see to similar the,
0: limitations.
1: There are probably sure. going to be some similar limitations, but I have, I'm hoping companies are not going to just take the, you know, P, they're going to be like, well, max of 240 and not necessarily, you know, you know, say.
0: You know, what we need to do is set up a YouTube short where we show people how to unplug their washer and dryer so they, they can plug you know, in get, yeah, exactly. their phone and, and get the real get that, fast uh, charging.
1: So that they can t- get that. But like, <laughs> you want to charge your phone at the fastest speed? Well, this is really easy. All you have to do, trust me with this. Go into your garage, find your wash and dryer, <laughs> unplug that baby, and plug in your charger, and you're going to be done. So, like
0: uh, that. this week yeah. on the channel, what I have for you is a guide where you can take your Tesla charger, and with this adapter dongle, you can finally top off your phone at 240 watts. Faster, you I can top
1: off your car. That's how we do it. Yeah, I, you know, I think it, it, I
0: think we've got a good series of videos there. I,
1: I think that I, cool. I I so wished I, I went for the two forty plug as opposed to the old. I installed my charger entirely with <laughs> uh, wire wire connected into the actual um, switch box that we have in the house. So, nice. but it is something to keep in mind. Uh, we yeah. charging speed. I mean, even at sixty five. Don't get me wrong. Sixty five is crazy fast. Zero mm-hmm. to one hundred percent on a fifty on the five thousand milliampere in about thirty minutes is still super fast and if you're somewhere in the middle you could top it off in literally 10-15 minutes and you're done see and you're that's
0: gone. that's like the critical advantage and i know a lot of people are saying like oh but if you're constantly cooking your battery like that isn't that going to wear it out but i find my behavior has changed where i am not anxious about leaving the house fully charged Same. a couple years ago like I, I would be anxious about leaving the house if i was even down to like 80 percent and now it's, well, I know I'm going to be hitting the grocery store, then I've got to go pick up Lex, then I've got to drop off uh, some packages, and then I'm going to be uh, jetting right back home again. For that period of time, you know, I'll quick charge, get my phone from like 30 to 60%.
1: And then let it just, yeah, exactly. And I'm...
0: Good, and I also have a charger in the car, but, you know, when I'm running navigation and the screen's on and the radios are cooking, I try not to charge my phone in hot California sunlight bouncing off my windshield. Absolutely. 60% is going to be fine to get me through most most of a day of use. So, yeah.
1: It, so it's it, the the story behind what I'm trying to shoot for is speeds are coming. There are going to be new technologies being pushed out. Like I said, Honor's going for the hundred watt. Uh, Realme's going for higher. Uh, they talked mm-hmm. about the Realme Neo three that's going to be running at one forty. Um, Oppo's going in with the one fifty to two forty coming out later this year. Now Oppo didn't mention what technology or what devices and who is going to be doing it. So what you know, what is it that's going to be supporting it? But they actually had physical devices on the show floor where mm-hmm. they would show us the charge, and as soon as they stopped the, the clip that we're showing it, they put the phone down and they had a battery drainer so, uh, setting up on the phone. <laughs> that was the uh, there's the only way that's they hilarious. literally had like they had like three to four units per per station, and all I see from them they're like <laughs> they plug it in and they don't let you do it they don't let you do it for more than a minute because it charges so fast. It starts yeah. it starts a little bit and then it keep and then you it's like a speedometer it's like woof. I'm like what
0: the it's crazy. Because well, I loved it, it on the OnePlus where they would give you the decimal point of the battery capacity.
1: So Huawei did that first, remember? So Huawei did the first. <laughs> oh, that's they, right. They, that's they, right. No, it they, was Huawei. It was Huawei. It gives <laughs> us a decimal first and you're like looking at it. Yeah. But oh, I'm charging this,
0: so it, fast. I need a more accurate speedometer. <laughs>
1: But now, with these things, dude, uh, the speed is on the left, <laughs> left side of the decimal, not just on the right. It starts off with the, you know, going, okay, 10%, 20%, and then, and then it's like, ooh, 6, 7, you know, like, crap. So, the 240, literally, they do 60 seconds, and they unplug. Because <laughs> it, it jumps percentages in that amount time. But anyways, that, that was OPPO. Oh, there's,
0: oh, oh. there's some kind of joke in there about, like, maybe at the next trade show, people should walk around with OPPO phones charging up other people's phones on the show floor and then they could plug in and show like oh now i'm already topped off again from having charged your phone
1: i i ended up i did i, I will say this i did use my Oppo phone to uh, assist a few iphones during this trip i'll say I mean, that
0: they need they need the help you know they, especially they if do it's do... an iphone 12 oof big Dude, oof it no
1: no it is it, it's so much fun i was like oh like you, you're out <laughs> hold on hold on a second here's well, my just, just, just you can put just, it on just here go ahead just let it just put it right there
0: yeah see um, I'm, I'm way more selfish i'm like i'm not going to put extra wear and tear on my battery just because you couldn't plan ahead <laughs> it just works
1: but it, the look on their face is like wait hold on you can share power i'm like yeah that's how we do it man we're, we're we like we to do. play um OPPO was amazing. Xiaomi had some really cool things. Um, I I, uh, I got a chance to see OnePlus. I saw they had a nice wall on the back uh, behind the behind uh, their portion of the booth um, at, at the OPPO side, and they showed the history of OnePlus devices. Right, with the exception of the Cyanogen phone, which I'm assuming they don't they don't consider that as part of the history because they didn't start. They started with the OnePlus Two, um, but it's considered. Well, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I didn't understand why they would go two, three, four, yeah, two, three, five, six, seven um eight nine and ten right. uh that's But the though. one was not there and the only reason i can think of is because it officially wasn't running color os or i think hydrogen os at the time that was the only one that, that it was only cm right hydrogen mm-hmm. came on um one plus two as an option to cm and then For at sure. the end they stopped cm and they continued only on hydrogen everybody had to go to hydrogen so long story still it was nice to see um they had a couple of devices this is there that we're running, it, and it was running Oxygen OS. By the way, it was One Plus Ten Pro with Oxygen OS, not One Plus Ten Pro with uh, you know Color OS. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully we'll, that means we're going to see something. I it's still coming. think
0: it's really funny mm-hmm. because OnePlus went out of their way to put out these press releases. Don't worry, you know what? We're not going to abandon Oxygen OS. All of you OnePlus nerds, you can calm down now. We're not going to betray you with this. The the whole point of Oxygen wasn't that it was just a fancy skin. And, yep. and techies are so bad at this. We're so bad at emotionally locking into some idea and not really understanding what else is going on. I, I kind of had my awakening with EMUI. People would complain like, I don't like the way that the icons look in the notification shade. And you're like, okay, but what Huawei is doing is all of this crazy under-the-hood work for garbage collection and clearing out your cache and your storage and speeding up the the, the way that it generates thumbnails and your your gallery is just so much faster when you're going through high-resolution images and, and high-resolution video. Yeah, but the skin is awful. okay. But but I thought we were techies. I thought we cared about like performance oh, the and improving yeah, exactly. capabilities the true, the and, true
1: experience of how things and go.
0: I can put a launcher and address some of this issue on there by just avoiding the skin or customizing it because there there were some some okay um, uh, custom skins that you could put on your your EMUI launcher, yeah, yeah. Um, like themes. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word themes. <laughs> um, and so now <laughs> so it's so like. I know. You, you've got, like, this almost vaguely racist, like, oh, OnePlus is such Chinese garbage That's going like, on maybe. in the comments on my videos, but, like, the underlying code base is what is staying the same. It, you know, it's the same general operating system chunk as FunTouch and as mm-hmm. ColorOS, and all that they're doing is just going back to kind of the look of the icons back on the launcher and... And And that's like appeasing people, and you're like, I, this, this that's not a techie conversation. That's like a fashion purse conversation yeah. how
1: How do you want your launcher to look like today? which again, t- it, it, to me, it's it's not, a, but like you said yourself, I mean, they're they're missing the the benefits of what we're getting with uh, with the new Oxygen OS. Um, the, uh, the the specific uh, Oxygen OS features are still staying in there. They're just getting changed a little in the sense of how things maybe load up a little bit faster. It's it's more. I, I feel like in the long run, it's going to benefit us from consistent updates and performance improvements yes. and new so, features. So, that that, uh, not but a lot that's of my are argument: is is, yeah.
0: is 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 watching people cry and. Claim betrayal that it would have also been ColorOS as if that's again like, like that thing, like that was a bad thing, yeah. yeah. Because again, especially a company like Oppo One Plus, where they've got to do business in a variety of regions, it's mm-hmm. not the same thing that it used to be way back in the day on Chinese phones where all of your data was stored locally on Chinese servers. Now, because of European and North American regulations,
1: the, the all of this has
0: changed. Yeah, so I really don't care. Oxygen OS did not define my life in -hmm. any way. It was a a launcher and a skin and and a custom background Android handling under the hood kind of thing. And if it's the same as Color OS, we could just call it Color OS. Basically, we've got Color OS with a different launcher. Well, and that's that's about as deep as this tech conversation. What
1: I would is probably going. say is that's how it's gonna be now. Let's wait till the end of the year when unified the unified OS is gonna come out. Cause so the the <laughs> the, 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 the the roadmap <clears> throat> for throat> what we have right now. I love is it. It's gonna be the
0: exact same. It's gonna be a unified OS and they're just gonna in the settings, they're just gonna say Oxygen OS thirteen.
1: Yes. Exactly. That's all and, and I think that's how and it's all gonna it's gonna, gonna take with... for
0: yeah. Well, because I mean, the reality
1: in the U.S. we don't have Apple, right? So they, whoever, whoever having a hard time about this in the U.S. has no point. Of they reference. don't know what they're angry about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> like being angry for the sake of being angry over something that is just not in there. To, to the reality is, ever since Android 11, OnePlus has been changing their launcher. They did a massive change. They went through the backlash back then. And then Oxygen West 12 is pretty much a similar conversation, except that now mm-hmm. we have a little bit more hands-on with Oppo. When they go into the unified OS and it literally all it does and at that point just say this is Oxygen West because this is a OnePlus device, as opposed to a color OS as a, being on an on, a, on an Oppo. Um, you know, it it's it's literally my hope is that people will just literally go beyond that and start appreciating the hardware and the tech that we're getting. Um, mm-hmm. The OnePlus Plus Ten Pro, realistically, at some point, very at some point or another, is going to release in the international market, European and in the US market. Obviously, the units are in existence. We saw it; I saw it at, on the show floor. It exists. I can confirm to, it does exist. I can <laughs> confirm it is not a rumor. <laughs> One Plus Ten Pro, Oxygen OS Twelve. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> it's there. It exists. Now, just get pumped and forget about the whole co- No, sorry. Um, it, it, let's just appreciate the fact that it's you know it will come out, and, and my hope is that, obviously. Uh, people will be happy, obviously. <laughs> all we've been seeing is ColorOS versions of it. And um, I'm pretty sure everybody that bought the ColorOS will probably flash it over to OxygenOS once it comes out. But the story is, it's coming. It's good. The demo was really nice. That Having all of those devices in one spot, because I mm-hmm. believe it or not, I actually don't have all of those devices. The earliest one yeah. I had is OnePlus, the OnePlus 2. It's sitting on my wall. I don't have a OnePlus 1.
0: Well, my pluses went back to pocket now. No. So yeah, I started the OnePlus 6. I so really I, wish I had the I, the the OP5. I have
1: the, so I I think I have a 5 with the jelly um and um I have the 6, the 7 uh and then of course the 8s. I have a one is with my mom. I kept the 8
0: Pro and then of course the 9s. I might oh. need to also just for the museum. I shouldn't keep doing this. Like I'm collecting old phones and they're just in my You're not the only but...
1: one. I had a, a couple of my buddies were like literally he has a he had a spreadsheet of I'm not
0: even a spreadsheet. He had spreadsheets,
1: That's... and it was red box spreadsheets <laughs> of the phones he still is looking for, and some of them are like older generations. And I didn't realize that there was an S5 Mini. Did you know that there was an S5 yeah. Mini? I never, I've never seen it. Like, yeah, I never... those
0: minis were obnoxious because but like they'd call they call it an S5. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, they okay. were they they, right. they were often sent to low cost carriers because they would drop down to a lower tier SOC. Maybe
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had a list of the minis that he's still looking for. Uh, there was a, a few <laughs> one-plus devices in there. It was like <laughs> got to got, catch them all. <laughs> it, 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 absolutely. So he has a he's he's very dedicated to that experience. Um, so yeah, when you when you say you're missing a piece of hardware and you're looking for it, obviously it, it is it is going to be interesting to see how to get things if they're especially but getting them in good shape.
0: I kind of want to go back because I have my Axon, and I still oh. think it was one of the most exciting uh, three way races. Axon Seven, sorry, Seven. 7 um, yeah, I, so that so I do have going, one. I have one of those Axon those. Axon Seven Pro, OnePlus plus three T, and Honor Eight, and. $400, those three phones were juggernauts. That was, like, one of the most exciting transitionary. Mid-rangers are legit. They're serious. They're cool. Yep. You've got all of the performance. You're nearly matching all of, like, the camera capabilities. And those, uh, th- like, the the OnePlus 3T had one of the better headphone jacks. The Axon 7 had one of the best headphone jacks. I mean, it was, it was just this brutal trio. And I don't think we've seen quite the same since where you could say like, this is, this is a phone that costs less than replacing the back glass on your iPhone. And it's just ridiculously powerful, incredible performance and, and toe to toe against any, any oncomer. So I've got my Honor 8, I've Mm -hmm. got my Axon 7, I might need to pick up a 3T and then put them in like a case, you know, a case like, basically like, like the trio or, or like a really fancy shadow box, um like picture frame mm-hmm. and just be like, this was the year where did we go wrong
1: <laughs> and, and, and fu- funny enough for everybody in the chat that was also the year that uh, Juan and I met for the first time in
0: person yeah you Honor were 8. there you were I, sitting I was... at the table when I spilled candle wax all over my Honor eight and messed up the earpiece speaker on it
1: so yeah it, 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 that's how we go back you know fun memories and, and little uh, you know a little bit of fibs and things but you know like seriously though um a lot of tech kind of right now it's, is pushing different boundaries. Like if every, every company is trying to go different ways, I will say though, out of everything that was announced, I was very happy to see Realme step up to the, to the plate. Realme's is pushing the limits of what they were known for and what they do. And their main goal with this year was to push out basically the Realme. Uh, this is the GT two mm-hmm. pro. So I've, I've had this phone for, for a few weeks that, and I know it sounds like a cheesy line. Everybody says I've had this for the last few here's my review, um, it actually, it surprises me in every single way of i've i've ever, I've ever okay. used realme devices um it i and i I want to say I've, I mentioned this to you I'm not sure if I did but it feels like a a, a an Apple Find X3 Pro married a OnePlus 9 Pro and they had a baby in 2022 so obviously the SoC would be new and then you get the Realme GT2 Pro it's literally like it touches on so many flavors that I really like um with great cameras low-light photography uh you know fast charging and so on uh, uh great cameras we have the microscope camera that we got on the fx3 pro yeah. um we have uh you know good ltp uh, ltpo technology with level two with 120 uh but it also shoots in 8k which is different than what we see from other bbk sub-brands like Oppo. for some reason doesn't do 8k right um and um yeah, Realme so for, the, in, in, it, for some I, i've asked and Every time I think I ask the question, it's like, why don't we have 8K on the back and why don't we have 4K on the front? Their solution or their response has been mostly about a balanced experience that they feel like that's the right balance. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I realize, obviously, for me, and, and I'm sure you would agree, that the best performance is always going to be on the back sensor. So if you really want that yeah. performance power, 4K60 on the back is absolutely great. So that's why, I mean, that's all I shoot for here is always on the back sensor. So right. uh it, it was nice to see that some OnePlus influences in here. Like, and the only I call that OnePlus because OnePlus does allow us to shoot in AK, where Oppo doesn't, and now Realme is allowing us to do that on their high end. So it was exciting. It, it's, it,
0: it is funny though because like I just had to double check. Like I could have sworn that Vivo did AK too, and they do. I think it. Yeah. yeah. It, out of all the BBK brands, Oppo is the one that's holds more back conservative. On
1: the, yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. They, their focus is more about. Giving you the best experience at the 4K60, and I'm glad that we have 4K60 on the back. Which, sure. uh, with the dual sensors that we have on the on the on the Find X5 Pro, and and also the same thing here, the dual 50s, they did the dual 50s on them as well. So they're they're trying to shoot for a um, a better performance mode. One thing I will say, 8K is at 24, not at 30, which is again not that I use it all the time, but if you're interested in shooting in that, and I noticed also that other carriers, other manufacturers are dropping the 8K30. They're all trying to, because the, the, the Snapdragon is actually rated to 8K24, not 8K30. But yeah. the, we've always had that whole push. But, anyways, I, I'm rambling. I'm, I apologize. The <laughs> long story short is this great phone, great. And uh, at the launch bite, they was like selling it for 750 euros. Yeah, for a brand new H Gen one, top of the line spec, uh would out realme, and that's going to be kicking it pretty bad, pretty hard. Like and again, international, right?
0: <clears throat> right in that right in that territory um, where I feel like the 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 Vivo the iQ is, mm-hmm. oh, is yeah, yeah. such a heavy hitter, and I I'm really excited for the Note 22 from Samsung, but the S22 and S22 Plus don't look like great buys especially internationally when you're facing bbk brands unless you tell me you're a heavy dex user the hardware you know, on nowhere, these other phones yeah, exactly yeah
1: i and in, in the reality is and kind of I'll, I'll touch base a little bit on that as well i had some interesting experiences with my uh, s22 ultra um yeah no it, it's a very different it's a different marketplace so when you go to a cas here right you have a very few number of things. You'll have Samsung with their massive booth, right? Their presence at CES, even yeah. though not, they may not announce anything, they had the same level of presence as Huawei had at the MWC. Right. Because when you go to the Samsung booth at MWC, which is a little bit different this year, everything was behind closed doors. They didn't have any demo areas in the front. You had to be, you had to register, get some time, and then you can go behind their close their their area, and you had more of a private experience inside, which was a little bit different. Uh, but what i'm trying to say is in the us you don't have a lot of competition as much right uh, or at least even in it's ces as far as presence you have booths for every all the companies but samsung still shows a massive dominance you go to MWC and then you start seeing like, no, they're not the only player. And they're not only that, they may not even be in that, you know, most people are levitating or gravitating to other people. Xiaomi had all of their case here. Yeah, the Redmi's are in there. The Xiaomi's were in there. Uh, even the Pocos, which I actually, uh, you know, we're going to talk about uh, both of us got a chance to play with the brand new uh, M4 and X4 from uh, from Xiaomi and uh, yeah. some from Poco. Sorry, from Poco. I know, I, I, Poco loves to, Poco wants to be specifically understood. It's a, it is a separate but is a subsidiary separately designed. It was at at the Xiaomi booth, Sure. but uh, um, I, it, it, I, in the past, I've, when I, I got I think an email back when I posted my video and I put it Xiaomi Poco, you know, and then they're like, uh, "Take out the Xiaomi out. There's Poco. Don't you know? Redmi doesn't have a problem." Sure,
0: sure, sure. yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it it they, doesn't they bother me stuff. that much, and we all know, yeah, we I all know, know. It's, like, it's a Xiaomi. It
1: is. It does. The, the part's been. Um, but it was exciting to get a chance to see – there. oh, just for reference. There is a gold color of the X4 mm-hmm. that is phenomenal, like phenomenal. The color, it, it's just – oh, my God. And, and you know how, like, the X4 it has the, all that light effect, right, the way it does it, mm-hmm. where it reflects the light, It yeah. makes it look like there's, like, lights going up. Imagine that on a gold color, like holding it in your hand there. It just feels so much nicer. I really wanted uh, that. I, that, I, that I, I saw that. Poco that I, was yellow. Like, uh, I I Where my is God. my
0: X4? It's around here somewhere.
1: It's ah, it is one of the. It is, so it is, again, the X4 for me, it's a great segue to talk about them. Uh, we both got a chance to play with them. Uh, both mid rangers, uh, basically budget friendly devices from Poco, as you can imagine, but also still holding true to the bang for the buck experience
0: that you, yeah, you expect. Yeah, but a market from shift from the X3. And I knew yes. I was going to get a bunch of comments from people about the X3 SoC being more powerful than the X4. But let's see if I can get the. The focus oh
1: there we are there we are my friend hold on hold on let's let's put you up there and why is it not oh, come on how do we do this how do how do we get it so that i okay so let we're me do doing this. it
0: live and there there you go it's real it's real pretty and then in in director in, in more direct light than my soft panels these become like razor sharp oh kind of like that they become razor sharp little laser lines it feels a lot like an honor eight and i love the look
1: or even or uh, reminded me a lot of the uh, the view uh, the view 20 remember how the view 20 had the chevron, shape. The yeah, chevron yeah, yeah, shape yeah 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 i had a lot of reminiscence of that and um so the, 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 the when i saw the yellow one in person i was like oh my god this is the one i, <laughs> I it's so uh, pretty it, the, it don't get me wrong ui everything on um the internal uh, processors and everything like that is uh, is sexy as heck but mm-hmm. there is something to be said when companies spend time to provide you a nice design, an aesthetical design yeah. that makes you not put it, want to put a case, or if you do put a case that is see through, to actually enjoy the, <laughs> the device. Because like ninety percent of the time, when you're not using your phone, I understand that we don't get a chance to, uh, you, know, you know, we don't do that a lot. But having the ability that when you do put your phone on the table, to enjoy what that, what you're looking at. Right, because that's when so, you experience the backside.
0: Yeah, I, I always appreciate because you know, like again, on these mid ranger phones, it's a way more complete experience: mm-hmm. headphone jack, memory card expansion, IR blaster, charger, thirty-three watt charger, and a case I mean, in the box. Yep. I kind of wish they had gone with a hard plastic shell case for exactly what you're talking about. That the just the slight, like if I, yeah, it it, it, changes, the, it changes the slight the tone. texture. Changes the look of the back of the phone. And it's okay on the just regular glossy M4. Mm -hmm. It does kind of break up the light on the X4. And I wish they hadn't done that because the phone is so flashy. It it takes me back to the Honor 8 is the phone I was asked about the most while I was using it. And often in the United States it was, oh my gosh, what case do you have on your iPhone? That looks so cool. (laughs) (laughs) But people cared like they were excited about um, about the look of that phone. And I feel like internationally, when we get these kind of uh, these kinds of designs on the backs of our phones, people would be excited about that, too. Yeah, I I did want to kind of circle back because I I, just real quick off the top of your head. Michael Corcoran asks, uh, what smartphone has surprised you the most in your career, good or bad? Don't think about it. Just react. What do you think?
1: Oh crap! Uh, sur- uh, I, I crap! Surprise me! Surprise me! It, I. I don't know. I can't put a. I, the, the, I. I don't even have a phone that jumps into my head right now. Like I'm thinking, surprised. Okay, if I have to say, it would be X X seventy four plus. Because that's okay. the only the only one that I've that I. I, I mean, would,
0: recently, I would definitely fit that of recent memory. The X seventy has completely changed up my idea. It, it, it
1: because the, to be honest. Knowing, so I, I knew the phone performed well, right? It, it's one thing to know that it's a bad camera or a good camera or a good system. Overall, when I got the phone from from Yiguan, um I, I I had a certain expectation, thinking, okay, look, this is going to be cool, but I don't think it's going to do as good as my Find X3 Pro. I don't think it's going to get you know do better than my P50 Pro or other like you know what I mean? like expectation sizes. Yeah. I'm like trying to hit it where, and this is where I'm predicting it. The surprise factor is that it just over like so much more, way more, and and more consistent, more focused. Uh, Low light performance was way better. Audio performance was much much better. It's like I felt like they took parts from a lot of other companies' best features, like the microphone system that we had on the on Honor, uh, not Honor, on Huawei phones. Absolutely Mm -hmm. fantastic. But it's it's exactly like that. The camera system that uh, that I've seen with uh, other BBK sub brands like you know OnePlus and Oppo have always been surprising. Like, I've always been happy with Oppo. OnePlus has been getting better every year with their performance. This just surpassed Oppo's photography for me. And, And I felt like, wow... And why? And in my mind, I'm thinking it's like, why is Oppo not
0: you know having dinner with, with Vivo's team? Like,
1: you know, buddy, can um, I'd like to you know maybe it we just can I'd like to speak
0: special. to your BBK manager and see if we can. So, uh, I'll some, be a something Karen about, about that this. camera
1: app and so on. But um, yeah, the X- I don't think anyone's going
0: to be surprised by my answer. That before this phone, I was a die-hard Note guy, and okay. then the LG ten came I was say, yeah
1: I thought you were going to say LG for sure. Yeah.
0: And that's the phone that, again, whether or not I I think I was really the most surprised, Mm -hmm. um, it's the phone that I think challenged most of my Samsung expectations. Mm -hmm. And and it definitely sort of redirected years of my smartphone and reviewing career. Um, So I would say that one probably had the most influence on the kind of smartphone user I am today.
1: The one that I, I would say if there's a phone that ever um, lived up to my – not only lived up to, to the expectations I had of it, but the, lasted the longest with me. Actually, with the was the, the V60 because I wasn't expecting yeah. what, what the LG was going to put out that one year. And my,
0: my fallback phone, I'm still putting my SIM card back in the V60, and it still feels like a no compromises it, mobile it, computing experience. But it, it was for
1: me more about also because I think it was also uh, LG's shift. They they pivoted away from the boombox. They pivoted away and they st- They gave us stereo speakers. They gave us a large battery. They gave us a large display. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was it was alignment with all of the different pieces that I felt like for some time not only that they were experimenting but they were trying to feature different things so that with the V60 yeah. for me it hit all the points and it still does all of that to this day this is the weird part about it but from a surprising point it would and i feel like it was probably because i've never used a vivo that's really what it is i i
0: and well and my expectations of vivo were more like realme
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know realme is now moving up the food chain and making nicer phones but for some mm-hmm. reason in my head vivo and iKu were like were were it, i and i don't know why i had this expectation but they in my brain were much much lower on the totem pole um i, I do want to get back yeah. you, you we were, we were just starting to to chat Xiaomi X4 um yes. someone asked on the on my Monday morning podcast and i'd only done a little bit of testing and so mm-hmm. i didn't really uh delve too much deeper into this i i really didn't have it ready for the video at embargo launch day um Surprisingly good headphone performance. It was
1: was one of the things that, uh, yeah.
0: I know they always advertise, well, this is high res. I mean, they've even put high res on like lower end phones and stuff, but But like AMP is solid.
1: Yeah, 96 kilohertz. uh, They actually, for me, they were, when I asked, they can
0: play back those FLAC files Mm -hmm. because it's going through the Android audio processing codec. You slam into a brick wall at cd quality but surprisingly good signal to noise ratio mm-hmm. so if you're listening up to cd quality like that's almost all of apple music's high res catalog is cd not greater yeah. than cd quality just C- 60- it's so it's incredible point, uh, 44 basically yeah. in the year 2021 i mean 2022 excuse me we're mm-hmm. only just now crawling back to the quality the CD. of cds well, so, because it's
1: wireless. Uh, well, no, you're talking about
0: wired. So uh, no, I'm talking so about the, the the headphone jack here. So I mean, yeah. like I, my experiences on on previous Pocos were more like, you know, like M4s, and you get that tiny weedy little amp, and they sound okay. They sound okay-ish on on consumer earbuds, little bullets, sporty earbuds, things like that. Mm-hmm. The amp is just a little bit beefier. The quality is just a little bit nicer, and for me, that noise floor. Is kind of an important step up because as you turn up the volume on a Mm -hmm. weaker amp, you're lifting the noise floor along with it. So your signal to noise ratio kind of kind of goes down the toilet. Um, This was a surprising performer. Um, It it it's almost it's almost in the territory of like uh, like LG Velvet. You know, Velvet didn't have quad DAC,
1: no, but.
0: But Velvet could at least go to proper 24-bit FLAC uh, playback. Like, you got the full frequency response of 24-bit... Was it 24-bit 96 kilohertz or 24-bit 192? I don't remember. I think it's 96. Yeah, 24-96. I don't think... uh, So while there's support to play 24-bit FLAC files on the Poco, it cuts you off at CD. But that's still... Better than most out there. So uh, it was just a, a happy little surprise. Like, the speakers are pretty good. I mean, they're not the best speakers I've ever heard, but they're, again, price performance, they're very good. And then the headphone jack. This is decent. this is something that could help replace a DAP if someone were looking at a standalone MP3 player. You, you wouldn't need to. It's not powerful enough to really drive mm-hmm. thirsty professional cans, but you'd be talking about headphones that almost cost as much as the phone does. So yeah. um, your, your, your concerns need to be kept in perspective there. No, no, very, no, very I, good. I, 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 I was very pleasantly surprised.
1: And the X4 also has a uh, – I mean, when you're talking about using it for media consumption or listening to audio, it does have the faster charging as well. That one has the 67-watt mm-hmm. charger, not the 33-watt mm-hmm. charger. So the the combination between the two I, I were at least – so they were both launched at the same time, both targeting a slightly different audience. This uh, is a second iteration of the M4, if you guys probably have seen this in the past or not. But there was an M4 Pro that was a 5G model that came out late last year or somewhere during last year's timeline. And this one is actually the 4G LTE model of it, running a G96, uh, MediaTek G96. Uh, No, that's not a Dimensity. It's a MediaTek, yeah. And you notice that the, 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 the bumps, the, the the camera module is um, on the, on the X4 obviously is a little bit different. Um, As you see there, it just, they're more across and you can't see it in Juan's fixture, but they're actually more, it's the, the module is covering all around from
0: on the back. So it's level So I really like, because the, the, it's the camera module is now full width of Mm -hmm. the, the back of the phone. I also like that the sides are flatter. Yeah, So the, the they have a little bit more of a Sony flat side thing going on. They're, yeah, yeah. they're a little easier to hold. I mean, the new design yeah. language on Poco is really sharp. And I mean that literally and figuratively. It's, it made me it's think, a good look.
1: At first glance, I honestly wanted to, I thought it was a Mi 11 Ultra's variant or something yeah. when i first looked at cuz it's the whole yeah i mean like you have the whole It's a whole window yeah. yeah yeah but it, it's great for leveled you know what i mean it, it it takes away from the whole the phone wobbles on one side or whatever <laughs> I know, so i hate um, that so much. The, the, the the aesthetic the price point the design is it's it's very like i mean we are at the point now where a six series processor from Qualcomm can perform quite well and hit us so. Five G, one hundred and twenty hertz refresh rate, stereo speakers. Uh, I mean, no ten eighty p, no four K, but still ten eighty p resolution. Uh, you know, video on both the front and the back. I, I gotta
0: say, from the Poco perspective, and I can appreciate some of the concerns people have. Yeah. yeah. This newer gen of Pocos, I think they're weaker video performers because you used to have 1080p 60. On a mm-hmm. lot of these phones, and now mm-hmm. on this X4, even on the X4, you're capped at 1080 30. And I, it is a better phone for stills photography than older. Absolutely, Pocos, absolutely. But it's uh, that, not as good for video.
1: For video, it, it would I would say it's acceptable. And I and I, I almost want to yeah. felt like I, I didn't really like I, I did some nighttime photography on both, uh, and I did some video, and, and you could definitely see the difference between the two. That they didn't mm-hmm. really focus heavily. For media consumption, these devices, absolutely, hands down, both perform very well. Yeah, Gaming is going to be better on the X4, as you can imagine, better processor, but also the fact that it goes to 120. Uh, And the camera performance is a little bit like still photography, uh, long exposures with the 108 on on the X4, definitely very nice. I I was happy to see that mode there. Uh, But like... And this isn't the first set of phones that I feel like that when they had the six ninety five, they're keeping it at ten eighty thirty. I don't know why. I I,
0: I, th- I think it's a combination of the lower power SoCs trying mm-hmm. to clear data off of this larger camera sensor because that is one of the exciting things where yeah. Poco across the board okay. is now moving up to um, what is a one over one point five one over one point five two mm-hmm. inch camera sensor. That's ballpark iPhone Pro territory for the size of that camera sensor. And they're trying, yeah. But but I think what what part of the issue is, is trying to clear data off of a larger camera sensor, manipulate that image data is probably just a little bit more resource intensive. And Mm -hmm. while these phones probably could shoot higher quality 4K video or, um, because I think the 690 can, maybe it can't. Maybe the only times I've shot 4K on cheaper phones have been like 710s or 730s. I can't remember. Anyway. The 7 um,
1: Series for sure can shoot 4K. We know that because I don't know of the about the, of... the,
0: the Snapdragon 690, though. About? I don't know if it really does properly support 4K. I would imagine it does, but I think the performance hit is likely one of stability at this point. So look at all of the nerds that whinged out, like, "Oh, a Pixel Five A can only shoot fifteen minutes of four K sixty before it overheats. This phone's unusable." I, um, you you don't want to re- do I that to a Poco. That,
1: yeah, I remember those conversations. Oh my god, the the debacle of the four K sixty on the on the. Mm-hmm. It is it is just crazy. Sorry, uh, six ninety five. 4k i'm just trying to see if i can get something
0: on it while we're talking i mean even if you can just pull up qualcomm spec sheet their isp that, that, should that, tell you if that's
1: exactly where if i'm going does, the reason well. why i typed it in so impressive gaming capture so while
0: you're looking PC that up michael PepperTech has asked if i were to get my first poco phone which would you suggest and i uh, the the poco trio is is shifting a little bit from last yeah. year to this year uh, mm-hmm. The M series is their sort of bread and butter, daily driver, most accessible kind of performer. The X series last year was a bit more of a flagship killer. It had that yep. Snapdragon 860, not the 865, but the 860, which was like a better binned version of the 855. That is screamer hardware still. It's a really great phone. The F series is their now like high performance variant. The F3 is rocking the Snapdragon 870. The X4 is an interesting transition point. So the X3 was a bit more of a flagship killer performer. The X4, and and I think Poco and Xiaomi are doing the correct job of advertising it. It's the more well-rounded phone. It actually takes a step down in compute power from the X3, but it gets a better screen. It gets faster charging. The stock storage options start you out higher. The headphone jack is really good. It's just the all, they call it the all around ace. So if you want the all around average consumer, nice daily driver phone, I'd say Mm. X. If you want to see Poco at their most bestest performance, I'd say F. The F three is still a screamer today. It I mean, is. that phone is just so good price performance. It, I mean, it's shocking. It's just it's just delightful.
1: So, uh, Qualcomm's site doesn't specifically say what's the highest resolution you can shoot at, but it tells us that it's maximum of thirty frames per second on all of their uh, on all of their configuration. Uh, it's using the Spectra three three forty six uh, T image signal processor, which is wow. Triple, they really say.
0: Uh, maximum frame rate, not just resolution. Yeah.
1: Well, hold on. Let me let me share what I'm looking at real quick. So this is straight off of Qualcomm's site. Where is share? Wow. Now we can share slides, extra camera video. For... Wow. We can... I know okay. we
0: got some updates while you were out in Spain. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. I was like, what? Okay. Hold on. I'm I'm trying to share. Okay. Here, share a screen. Like they moved it on me. So okay. So as as Juan's showing us the beauty right there as the F3 Poco the F3. is. Uh, and of course, this is just to too small of a font uh this is not going to be fun okay let's see can we do let's take it bigger it's
0: it's okay i don't think we need to
1: yeah i don't think anybody's squinting at the screen saying let's read
0: this right uh okay that's what did i just do video playback i can see there was camera
1: yeah Display. yeah no it's uh i actually i think i zoomed in too much yeah i was doing the zoom. but short answer is right there this is the, the, the image under the camera performance um the one uh, the 108 is the highest resolution camera that it will support so the x4 is definitely mm-hmm. pushing that limit um multiple uh, image sense so 720p on the slow motion and HVAC, but yeah triple on it 30 frames per second on the 13 on the 16 on the 32 it's maximum of 30 but it doesn't talk about the video resolution display can go up to 120 hertz which is what we have sure uh but yeah, interesting. Like uh, I'll have.
0: I so I, ever since, I think it's, every
1: time I've seen it, it's always been 1080. I've never seen it with a four uh, a 4K capability before. So right, uh, but but I do think it's
0: it's it's a combination now of these more uh, sort of mid ranger SoCs contending with much much bigger mm-hmm. camera sensors, and also just clearing data off a camera sensor is tricky all on its own. So if there's anything in there that might cause a phone to run less stable or mm-hmm. to overheat faster, it's, something tells me like the Poco label especially. But we saw something similar on the Redmes. The Redmes are in the same um, are, are in the same boat with these newer camera sensors on the Note 11s. Um, I, I imagine it's it's balancing all of those compromises to get better photos. Um, you're you're not going to be able to improve video until we see a new gen of SOC. In the mid-range it, that can support that,
1: maybe an update to the six series, but definitely on the seven series, which I'm still. So we haven't heard. I mean, I know it's still early in the year, but you know, we mm-hmm. we all know about the eight Gen One and everything new with Qualcomm. We need point. six Gen and we seven Gen. Yeah, I, I yeah. want to hear what the six Gen and seven Gen are doing because the reality. Um, and 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 they don't do this weirdly so they start off the big the year with the big numbers and of course later we start hearing about the second gen but the 7 yep. gen and the 7 series and whatever the new version is and the 6 series those are the ones that are going to be the really exciting devices, processors mm-hmm. and and what that what that marriage and what the recipe is going to be put into those uh, that gives us that bang for the buck experience because Literally that mid rangers are gonna be powered by processors like these. Uh the Dimensity processor so what was There was another announcement while we were out? Well I was out The um, Dimensity
0: eight thousand? Uh, yeah, the yeah. Dimensity eight
1: thousand is coming out, mm, so that's gonna be really I'm exciting real to good. see mid range not mid range, but like um you know, a year or two's older generation compatible kind of experience, which still to this no, no 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 no.
0: I'm 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 gonna fight you on that right now. Please we're, please. we're gonna have words, TK, <laughs> fisticuffs verbally. <laughs> No, so this this is what we we have been talking about Samsung throttling a lot over the last day. Yes, yes. Um, talk about that. We go back to the Snapdragon eight sixty five, and the Snapdragon eight sixty five seems to be still one of the best consistent performers. Like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: An eight eighty eight and an eight Gen one can absolutely beat an eight sixty five in a short sprint. But the the 865 is going to complete the task within a 10% margin of of delay and then also finish the task way cooler and probably having used less battery. It is just a beautiful piece of SoC. Mm -hmm. So the Dimensity 8000, taking a page out of this 870 playbook, instead of just a better bin, they're taking the same core configuration. There is no big, thirsty, power-hungry X1 core. It's the same A78s and A55s? Is
1: it the A55? Yeah, it's It's, it's, it's equivalent to what we had, yeah.
0: But it's getting a die shrink. Mm -hmm. That's what's critical. So we're going from a 7 nanometer process to a 5 nanometer process, which means we should see similar performance of the A65 in this core configuration with a reasonable trend towards better power efficiency by shrinking all of those components, and then all of the the complementary SOC bits are coming from the Dimensity 9000. So the mm-hmm. camera capabilities, the uh, the decoder, it's getting AV1 decoding. Yeah, that, on I the was surprised. Yeah, yeah I was mid-range. very happy
1: to see that they're still focusing on AV1. Even though this, you know, they're one of the they're not one of the few, they're the only uh, manufacturer that's still yes. putting that as a Qualcomm part of their announced it and they yeah,
0: yeah. G- got headlines. Qualcomm is eventually going to support AV1 in a year or two. And, and MediaTek is going to be on track to do that this year yeah. on two tiers of SoC. Yep. 9, and so while I'm excited for already. Dimensity 9000, I am so critically interested in Dimensity 8000 because what I've been saying is like 865 level performance is still Mm -hmm. silly, ridiculous overkill for even hardcore techies for what you do on a phone. And if you can give me 865 tier power and consistency, I mean performance and consistency, but you can drop the power usage of that level of performance, that Mm -hmm. to me is a dream. SOC. I am so anxious to see what might who might pick up, Dimensity eight thousand. I want to see that in a in a vivo. I want to see that in in a future Oppo. I'd love could to Motorola, see it. In a Motorola could
1: be also on that. Or a even a Moto M+ would with be the Nord
0: would be baller there because moto i don't think they handled the thermals on the hn1 very well if they're letting their phones get up to 60 degrees celsius i feel they need something a little bit more power efficient speaking in of that which, shell
1: speaking of which the the realme gt2 pro max temperature i've been i've been getting with running it mm-hmm. full all over 41 40 to 41 so and doesn't go up. i
0: got i got the iQ up to almost 50 Mm-hmm. On the setup and the first, um, sort of the intro on Genshin. Okay. That phone got real hot. I, I, when, I, I, when I did I was actually end up staying
1: away Genshin. from Genshin on this one mostly because I, but, uh, I typically, yeah, no, I, uh, I can imagine. Yeah, Genshin will make any phone warm though. This is the weird but part about it.
0: Anything else, and and I feel like there probably is a performance limiter somewhere in Vivo's software stack, but anything mm-hmm. else. I mean, I was in the 40s on my photo uh, batch photo processing test. Like okay. that, thats a—that's a test that ran Samsung screaming hot on the S21, and it was it was cool as a cucumber. Um, on I mean, not cool as a cucumber. 40 degrees is still a significant temperature, but um, it was it was not anxiously warm running it on a pretty hard test.
1: That's yeah. No, no, for sure. I, I think it's. It, I'm happy to see that they're doing better. They're doing. Um, they're, they're, There's better effort to throttle, not to throttle, to manage the temperatures out of the eight Gen One. Um, but for me, it was more about like. So the um, the Find X5 Pro runs also pretty pretty cool, uh, not as hot. But I think it also has to do a lot to do with the material of this one. This is more ceramic. It helps dissipate the heat. I feel yeah. like it keeps it cooler. It's like a massive heat sink on top of the rest of the phone, kind of weird. But the uh, the Realme GT2 Pro for me was a surprise because I was like expecting it to be a lot warmer. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, with the Call of Duty at 60 frames, uh, sorry, Call of Duty at 90 frames, PUBG at 60 frames, I was consistently, literally the highest I got was 41 after like a 45 to an hour game consistent. It wouldn't go higher. It, it, at the beginning, it was around 40. I was like, okay, 41. I was like, okay, wow, it's getting hotter. But then it never got higher than that. Um, mm-hmm. It was enjoyable. And, and like I said, uh, they're both kind of running on... I wasn't running them at performance mode. I didn't need to run performance mode on them. Um, but I also felt like the GT2 Pro didn't have throttling as much as the Oppo one. Like they ran it more closer to what we've seen from like Xiaomi does usually, just giving yeah. you the full potential. They do have a GT3.0 2 gt 3.0 mode, which is more of optimization and so on. Uh, yeah. But I found like overall the performance is really nice. So yeah, I'm happy to see what the 8... Eight thousand is going to bring us. I'm happy to see MediaTek putting more. I I'm just really wanting to get my hands on an a nine thousand. But, but this
0: is also. Yeah,
1: I want I, to get. I, I, my, I, I, I want to get, to, get my hands yeah, on both.
0: But exactly. this is this is also where um, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Qualcomm does for a, a seven gen one because yes. MediaTek is not going with the newest uh, cores. Th- no. They they are using a seventy eight and a fifty five. That's that's a two year old core design. That, that's is. what was in the eight sixty five. So I'll be curious to see because I feel like there's an issue with efficiency across the entire SoC mm-hmm. on the eight gen one, and if that's an ARM reference design problem with the a seven ten and a five ten cores, if if Qualcomm goes to a Snapdragon seven gen as the mid-ranger chipset i would imagine they would try to use the newest core configurations and not go die shrink older core configuration as media but does that give media an advantage if the performance per watt really is more efficient on the a78 that i mean again this this like arms race has huge ramifications because like what happens in the mid-ranger space and support for qualcomm um 5g radios is kind of mm-hmm. a big deal right now um, it's going to have a huge impact on like pricing performance, battery life. The ripple effect could be huge um, If you have a snapdragon 765 and you get a snapdragon seven gen one and the seven gen one is more has higher performance but also way higher battery draw that kind of makes 765s more desirable again and that's a chip we've been rocking since you know 2020 It's, um, been,
1: it's it, been a couple of years the 7, yeah' it's, and, yeah it still has a lot has a good footprint. Um, And the weird part, of, so not that I want to also kind of bring it back, but so Realme released two phones at the uh, at the event. One mm-hmm. was an HN one, and the other one is an eight eighty eight. So Realme decided to go with an eight eighty eight over an eight seventy for not necessarily the lower end, lower end, but it's slightly the more price. It um, it started at around four hundred and fifty uh, euros. Let's just say that that was the the entry the sale the the sale price on it. Um, I, I felt like maybe in my mind, I'm thinking if I if I had any input into when they were designing this, I probably would have gone the way you were saying. Maybe go with an 870 on that one over an 888 and, and get yeah. better performance, battery life, and you still get 5G and all the, the image processing that you'd probably get um, in there without having to go as hot of a chipset. Uh, but I, the, you're right. The, the fact is we're still missing a big part of the conversation. The mm-hmm. 7 Series, the 6 Series… Are not, we haven't heard any of the, the what we have this year, so we need to wait to see what they are offering. Uh, but I'm excited to see what the Qualcomm is going to do. If they're going to go, as you said, um, shrink die, trying to go with more of older architecture, but bring in into more of a you know relative new SKU kind of thing, um, mm. or uh, truly try to improve over the 765 and the 780 that we saw because there was a 780 last year. There was a small yeah. upgrade to what we saw, but I think the 65 was still um, what is it called? 70, it was still the 765 is
0: still one of the most common.
1: It, it, because and, it's also the most one of the more reliable, and, and I'm mm-hmm. assuming there's a cost saving at this point because mm-hmm. it would make more sense. Um, uh, great power, to, uh, the power to performance ratio, and of course capabilities with the 20 minute of 4K 60 that it can only do and only 4K 60. I mean, you
0: just good. said that and I threw up in my mouth again. I mean, that I'm, phone is just yeah. garbage. You should just throw it away. <sighs> you know, but that I don't even right you're, you're, you know what phone you're. I mean, it's just it doesn't even the Android, way it is. Man. That's what I'm saying. It it's does not just the way it is. <laughs> That's but just how it is.
1: I, I do want to circle a little bit around also to around something that I'm apparently very much delinquent on. And I do apologize. And I will be emailing the, the PR team. It's the, the <sighs> DTH, DTH Pro. I honestly I, misunderstood. I'm
0: sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd hold it up right now. But Marie stole it from me.
1: <laughs> so I can hold mine. I, I'll yeah, hold you're going
0: gonna to have to be the hand model for this. Uh, she she saw like, the hmm. size of it. And her she she had an older fit blip. That she was using. It's, it's, and yeah, it, it has it, a little. It was getting bit of, a little yeah. finicky. Like it wasn't sinking. Um, I, we we need to reach out to the folks at at fit and just ask if we're doing something funky. And with my wife, it's entirely possible that it's it's uh, an our side issue, not an fit issue. But she saw the GTH and she got real interested in Arty mm-hmm. when she started seeing my my arterial health scores because apparently I have the arteries of a twenty year old. I'm kind of a peak prime male fitness like, guy. I, it's, uh, I, it's pretty hot my, stuff is what I'm RD saying. My RD
1: score so. today is actually pretty, pretty bad. Hold on. Let me see if we can get. Oh, come on. We get it to focus and then I get out of it. So here we are. So we're talking about the Ooh. RD score. That's It is low. It is low. But I. I, I
0: <laughs> you got to set that. Those are rookie numbers. You got You got to pump those well, numbers I, up. I,
1: because it's because it doesn't consider me walking for so many for so many miles as exercise. It is step counting, but it's not exercise. And it it likes to try to do. I think it was it three two to three hours of um, active exercise a week. So I need to. Uh, I'll be pushing my video on this hopefully next week. Uh, I don't want to. I'm not going to rush it. I'm already late to the party anyways. But um, it's a nice little small watch footprint uh, upgrade on what we saw last year with the GTH. Yeah um arty is actually pretty pretty nice once you start using it's it interesting uh, yeah, yeah I, it's a different I, way of
0: looking at your data uh, i want to i want to see and, and i need to read into it like a company reached out and said like oh hey by the way we're the medical tech company that started doing these ppg sensors mm-hmm. if you'd like to interview our ceo and like i don't but i'd love some white papers on what it is that your optical sensors are really tracking in this score uh, but, but so for for folks out there, this is a new GTH Pro. This is a tick watch that's not Wear OS. It's a R-T-O-S. fitness tracker.
1: It's running, yeah. It's running It's an a, RTOS. RTOS.
0: Um, and uh, the, the, the hook here, it looks a little like an Apple Watch. All of these little sort of pebbly square watches look like the original Asus Zen watch. I'm not going to give Apple all the credit because Asus was first. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hook here is instead of an ECG there is a, an additional high-resolution PPG sensor that combines a super accurate um, heart rate monitor with an arterial scan. And it's trying to judge your overall cardiovascular health. And mm-hmm. in that, it tries to deliver a score, at, you know, like the age of your heart and the age of your arteries. And if the arterial age is higher than your actual calendar age, then that is information that you should use to try and refine your workouts, refine your diet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really interesting, I mean, it's a subtle twist, but it's a really interesting twist on a, a different type of fitness and health tracking. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's not built on the same kind, like the TicWatch Pro uses a beat-to-beat sensor yep. that they say can detect uh, DFIB, kind of like an ECG, but it's just always I've, I've
1: on. Had, I, yeah, I've had a few every once in a while, I'll get like one of those I've had thing, two. Yeah, I've had yeah. two and I look at them and I'm like, but it's just random, like you know, like I, I'd be like in a sitting, resting position, and it just does it. It just one record, you know. Notice, and it says, "Please what, check the, the phone.
0: One of them, I was in the midst of a very stressful encounter, sitting in my office chair and and working out a, a, a somewhat challenging problem, and I got a defib. I mean, I got a notification saying, "Like, hey, by the way, just so you know, we you're not that. exercising, and something looks weird." So, I mean, that kind of stuff is really cool. This GTH doesn't do. That it's not yep. utilizing yep. the same kind of beat to beat sensor, and the ECG isn't like always on. I don't know any watch that has constant. You, ha- you ECG,
1: have to actively but... interact. So, already is um RD essentially is essentially an interface that so just for reference, one of the other things that differentiates this one from the GT the GTH that we saw last year, or even the pro, is the fact to, to run already the, the actual measurement requires an additional sensor that's sitting on the side under the power button or the the, the inter the I guess the control button that you could probably see. Hold on, let me. See. And here, so it's right there. That little, that little area, white square. That yeah, and it's basically a secondary sensor, separate from what you have at the bottom. Uh, So you have your normal sensors, the magnetic charging clip at the bottom. So it requires both being, uh, you know, having it sit, and then you measure it with your finger, Mm -hmm. and that's how you measure your uh, your control. It actually, I think, it sends a small pulse to be able to kind of sense it. But yeah. the overall experience for me has been very nice. For the price point, for the size, it's definitely very nice and small and minimalistic as far as the design. Um, the one thing I probably would have said, I maybe I wish there was a little bit more watch faces on it. That was about my one of my only kind of things I was looking yeah. from a customization standpoint. Um, it's a it's 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 RTOS, little sparse. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, not as many like digital. Oh, more a is
0: completely correcting me. I don't mean defib. Defib is where you shock someone. No, no. Defib I, yeah, you meant, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, I, I heard it, but I didn't want to, you know. No, correct me. That was a dumb mistake to make. The watch is going to shock you. This watch doesn't have a defibrillator built into it. This watch Juan, is garbage. on
1: you're not feeling well. We're going to shock you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's,
0: thank it's you. I needed one.
1: that. Yeah, actually, speaking of uh, medical-style watches and so on, um, this one a surprising piece of tech that I think uh. it, many people are talking about, Huawei has a blood pressure uh, watch that actually has mm-hmm. the expansion chamber inside that actually oh. does the compression measurement in a watch Ooh, that's kind of crazy actually i was like i looked at it and they ran it and it was like how so one side of the watch strap has um has like a chamber it's with the, the longer strap the part that doesn't really have to clip or, right, sure. So actually maybe it's a small one and it sits at the side and it's like a little air chamber that when and it you like run presses it, up again it presses against your skin and it runs and then to that's run it you have crazy. to have your hand on you like across across your chest So it's not one of those. Put your hands down. Um, That was surprising. That's intense, and that could be coming. They said later this year they're trying to get the certification. Because
0: we've seen some of these sensors play with other things, and again, kind of getting back to this Tick Watch, um, the the sensor housing on the back is getting remarkably complex because it's not even just all of these optical sensors. There's also a skin temperature sensor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, and I think one of the things there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy seeing how much work we're putting into trying to generate this health data from a, a less than ideal position on the human body. Yeah. You know, like just trying to pack everything into something that wraps around your wrist is a series of compromises on how good this data can be, but we're kind of granularly improving all of this data tracking um, and yeah. from my experiences, I completely agree with you. I feel like the smarter features on the tick Watch are a little lacking. The notification support is not great.
1: It, yeah, RTOS um, has, has its limitations. But it, but, it, but even it, for
0: RTOS, a, there are other yeah. watches that handle notifications better on an RTOS. The, the thing I really did like, though, I think this has been the most aggressive watch for auto-tracking workouts. So oh, I, yes, it, yes. It takes it's less big, than a minute. If, if it detects that I'm really like, you seem to be walking faster than normal uh, for about 45 seconds, it'll give me a little pop-up saying, Hey, is this a workout you want to track? And no other watch I've worn has been that sort of sensitive to an increase in activity. Um, mm-hmm. It always bugs me on the tick watches on the wear OS tick watches. It can take like five or six minutes.
1: And, yeah. Um, and, if and, I don't and
0: purposely start a workout, I'm off by about five minutes in what my workout tracking should have been. Hmm.
1: It's it's one of those, um, it always bugged me that I, yeah, so that I, now whenever I'm trying to get it to do a workout, unless I'm doing a comparison between the watch or anything like that, I always purposely go in, I click automatically exercises as first. And for me, treadmill run is yeah. hot, like one of the first three or four yeah. options. So it's easy to always find. Um, it's a pleasure. it's nice. It's easy. um, it just when I saw you pushing out the video and I was like kicking myself because I was exhausted. I was like, I don't have enough energy to be able to put out a video <laughs> at m w c rushing it because yeah. i i could I could have sat down and done it' done like a on the on the road kind of thing uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah i'll I'll hopefully be pushing out the now, video. For did you get
0: any day. good like b roll of the watch at m w c because that is like the best place uh, to shoot
1: i I, I wish a I smart wish. watch
0: and fitness tracker b roll because <laughs> you'd be like. Oh, for, for this whole week at MWC, I was averaging 20,000 steps a day. <laughs> I, I, I yes, the, the this GT- is what peak performance looks like <laughs> is me at a trade show.
1: The, um, the surprising part, I also felt like was, uh, my GT, the, GT, sorry, not the GT, the, uh, watch three pro somehow switched over to kilometers for me when I was in Europe. Like it knew I was in Europe and I wanted to, that go. I should be like, I was like, okay, so you know, you're here. Um, so my When in were, Rome. Uh, when in Rome, kilometer is what you do. Um, I think uh, no. Uh, sadly, I didn't. And I, weird enough, I forgot to charge my watches at some point because I, uh, the whole setup was not the same. And um, I did end up killing the battery on the on the three pro. Uh, the GT, uh, this one actually did have a little bit better performance. I was, I guess, yeah. I was a little bit more mindful of charging this one, but it also does last a little bit longer because of the power requirements. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, unfortunately, no. I I, I was doing. I got Joby. Joby sent me a, uh, a nice package of, of camera equipment, uh, accessories. Not a camera. Sorry, I said camera. I meant accessories. Um, they sent me the Joby Mic Pro. They sent me a couple of their sliders, which I was really happy to oh, check out. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, There is the the spin and the slide, and the slide was actually a very interesting look. It does like a pan shot, almost like a slide uh, option, but it's an a X-axis uh, motorized option where it just kind of twists across its, itself.
0: Almost kind of like like it hooks it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like it, but it, does,
1: it does this really nice. Um, so uh, I was testing that out. I did that on my last day before we left. Uh, the microphones—they uh, actually, surprisingly, the uh, the the Wave actually does perform. Not it doesn't work. But, sorry, it performs well. It's not that bad on the show floor. Although I will say, where I was standing wasn't exactly in the middle of the show floor where everybody was crossing me with Bluetooth signals and Wi-Fi and all of that. But at the Xiaomi booth, I decided to do a little bit of an a-roll clip there just to test it out uh, for for the review video for the for the Wave. Uh, it was actually nice. Uh, I, I I really like the setup that they have. Easy pairing, audio infra- interface is nice. I had wished it worked as an audio interface, like I can connect it yeah. over USB C. That wasn't uh, there, but um, hooking it up to my uh, my E10, the ZVE10 was actually very nice, very simple. It's running it very and light. It
0: handled the the show floor, like it handled. Yeah, the it actually floor?
1: was pretty. Like I said, uh, um, I was on the show floor at the Xiaomi booth. And so you're imagining a lot of things going on. Didn't have any issues with that. The Wave Pro was useless down there. I did an audio clip there, but it's useless to try to use a a shotgun microphone of that size on a handheld camera where you want to step away from it. If you're vlogging perfectly fine and you, you just have to project very loud. But uh, the reality is you need a wireless solution. I feel like the wave did much better. Um, I was at one point trying to do, and I was trying to see if I could work it with you. Did yours only come with only one uh, clip? for the accessories uh, kit, did it have two clips for the transmitters or did it only have
0: one? Cause for me, it
1: only had one mine, clip.
0: Mine had, you know what? I don't remember. It I think it some... might've only had one clip and one magnet.
1: Yes. So it had different. Okay. It, 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 so what I'm trying to say is, um, it has accessories, which is a little bit different than what you see with some of the other audio solutions. So to actually mount it, you can mount it in so many different ways. So they had like a yeah. plastic cold shoe. They had a clip. They had a magnet. They had different things. And they're all included in there, the chargers, the wires, all of that stuff. Um, and it's a nice little package itself. So I definitely loved love that part. Um, but this the spin and the swing were my favorite pieces of tech because i do is just set that up and it works and they're intended to be used with smartphones by the way this is not intended to be for the slrs so I, I hooked up my uh my fx3 pro and i was doing so many so many like time lapses and hyperlapses people were looking at me it's like what is he doing why is his camera in the middle of the floor and why is he shooting at people <laughs> not at <ton> products
0: <laughs> I, I just like, wanted
1: uh... the beautiful b-roll so yeah so yeah um, right
0: you're like haha, you're in my video now we
1: but that, yeah so uh um, but uh, the uh, the overall experience, I think, uh, at the end of the day, I will say this: I was very happy and very blessed to be able to be part of the show, mm-hmm. um, hanging out with a whole bunch of people. And again, honestly, cannot say this enough. Would have been even more awesome if you were able to be there with me. Yeah. Because I feel like I that to, to me. To me, I feel like I, I want to shoot to a certain point where we go there as a team, not necessarily only to cover everything together, but like as a team and coordinate, because yeah. um, we would be able to kind of nail it so. And it sounded weird here, uh, you know, get the job done so much more efficiently and on time. Um, and again, just I w- I can't wait for that to happen. And hopefully in the near future, we'll be able to see some of that, some of that happening. For so, sure. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of, a lot of good things. And um, the announcements that we heard are obviously going to start shaping our, our, our conversations, hopefully mm-hmm. in the near future. Um, Real me is definitely going up. Um, Xiaomi is also kind of moving up as well. So obviously, you know, we saw the Pocos Mm -hmm. and, uh, of course, the Redmi's are in there. The the Redmi K-Series, actually, they were starting to talk about that last week. Yeah. Uh, That's a little bit more on their performance side on the Redmi's. So many phones.
0: (laughs) So many (laughs) phones. So many phones. Um,
1: And as soon as the show's over, you and I need to coordinate on how to be able to get this little sucker in your hands. Yeah, I know you said so many phones, but I'd love to get something in here because um i'll be very frank it's not going to stay with me for very, very too much longer i, I mean, i feel I'm, the s22s okay
0: are going to bounce right off my channel and it's frustrating because like if you're in a, if you're in north america it's not like you've got a ton of competition mm-hmm. in that premium phone space but I, I i'm getting the feeling unless someone literally says to me boy howdy do i use dex all the time Um, and I only want to spend around $800 MSRP, I'm not going to have much positive to say. The Pixel 6 is still uh, crushing in its price tier, which is undercutting Mm -hmm. the S22, um, if you're international, if you're not in the United States, I shouldn't keep saying if you're international. Um, as if the United States is the center of the universe. If, 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 if you're, you're not in the United States, if you're bull, you've got you're
1: Mr. Worldwide. That's what he's talking Mr. about. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> hey. Every time you said if you're international, in my mind, I'm hearing Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> <what?
0: laughs> Mr.
1: Three Hundred Five, yes. right here.
0: Uh, sure, because exactly, uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm. You know, in California, but I still think I'm Mr. Five Hundred Five. I was going to um, say Mr.
1: Eight One Eight, right there. Sorry. Whoop.
0: Um, I don't know why. So I put it the pretty, uh, the S twenty two is one I definitely want to play with, but man, does that not look like any kind of keeper phone for an enthusiast? And I, it, it doesn't even feel like that great of an option for to average consumers it, it, who it will designed, probably be happier with an A series.
1: Absolutely, and I feel like it's it's one of those if you are seriously going and looking at it at, at an S twenty two it's that phone that you look at and that you realize that if you pay a little more, you can get something so much better. Because or if you pay was, a
0: little less, you'll get something get better, even, well-rounded. Even better.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's, it's it's a weird, it's like the S21 FE coming out at the end of 2022, mm-hmm. at the beginning of 2022. It's a weird spot to be in. It is a little more, about $100 more than the FE, but it's still, I feel like, like you said, um, A-series could definitely be maybe even performed or even last year's S21. I still think, S21 Ultra or S21 owners should not even in any way, shape, or form consider
0: looking I at the series. I still think S20 owners should we, probably just sit tight. For the S20, the S20 and the S20 20 Plus, yes, I'm with you on those. is still a better phone than the S22. Not yes. for the Ultra. The Ultra no, no. is a different the conversation, Ultra, the, the Ultra and, is a different and that's conversation. exciting for no owners, absolutely. But if we're talking S20 to S22, mm-hmm. I'd say sit tight. Just keep that phone because it is every it every spec except for the peak high end horsepower of the SOC the S20 is a better device
1: yeah yeah no and and I and I feel like this and uh I, I will leave this so one one little bit of surprise that I had while I was on my trip with the S22 Ultra um now for for the for, for the little bit of references I'm using um uh, the T-Mobile edition of it I decided to go with the T-Mobile okay. variant I typically go unlocked because I that's usually what I do but the T-Mobile was They've made it so tempting with an extra two hundred dollars off sure. um, one hundred extra on the credit but a hundred dollars off on the price which made it more compelling for me and saves me money on in the long run um, as I grow as I'm going on my broke tour as I like to call it um, <laughs> seriously between Samsung and and you know I yeah the wallet hurts um, T-Mobile's variant gave me some surprises, which I kind of mentioned to you last time, uh, was a couldn't set up the phone without a SIM card. You could not Mm -hmm. get into anything in the setup if there was no active SIM card with the carrier that you bought it. That was the first step. Second step that was really very weird, as I'm setting it up, there was an option of obviously disabling data collection and sharing that content. That's been something with T-Mobile phones for some time. You have control over that, so you can disable and not share data as opposed to where it used to be auto-turned on. Disable those. Everything worked the same. Everything, we go through this. And as we get to the final setup process where you you start getting those recommended apps, you know, do you want to install these extras and whatever. Sure. T-Mobile's approach is a little bit different this year. They're more aggressive in pushing their content onto the onto the device as opposed to allowing me to actually make decisions about it. So I didn't get that selection to be able to customize. And they have an app selector app that, uh, that's been installed by T-Mobile, by their uh, auto generated, uh, auto configuration management uh, app. And it installs separate apps on its own without asking me for permission. And That's it tells me about it. That was very weird. Like, And I tweeted at, the, at T-Mobile. And, of course, T-Mobile's first answer was, please hit us up in the DMs. Let's talk privately over this. And I'm like, no. this is It's weird. So uh, I pushed out the tweet. Uh, let me show you because I don't have the screenshots on me right now. I want to show you guys the uh... – it bugged me because – okay. So at the original process when I set up the phone, I saw them mm-hmm. coming up. I disabled them. You are able to uninstall these apps. Right. So I go into the system. I uninstall the app selector. I I froze the T-Mobile uh, app because I can. I, they allow us to do that. I couldn't uninstall yeah. that one. So I thought I had my whole dt D D, D T-Mobile five the phone, which I'm not trying to. It's not looking against T-Mobile, but it's more about I'm used to a more you know stock experience For sure. uh, uh, unlocked model, not stock. Oh man, so many cool people. Okay, here it is. So, this is the tweet. And there was, uh, I had a picture, I was scrolling through my timeline. There's going to be more stuff coming up too. So, here, this one. So, the thing that came up to me was I got this notification on my phone. T-Mobile has installed. Mm. Didn't ask me. It says it has installed recommended applications on your device. These apps add to your mobile experience or are recommended for better network performance service. So you'd assume better like network experiences and stuff like that. Right. To help us
0: and go. you got Candy Crush. Uh,
1: so first installation was <laughs> Amazon Shopping. Second installation was <laughs> Facebook because again uh, that's that's the experience I like to play with. Then the next then then oh, next day no. I get T-Mobile Play. Browse, stream the latest uh, content on your favorite application. And then it reinstalled the app selector, which was the default. This is the app manager that installs
0: all of these things onto my Mm. phone. So literally nothing to do with with, management, network, With the message that comes up at the beginning. And and a a bunch of apps that are also going to help tank your battery life. Because,
1: yeah, because we all need to live... I mean, don't get me wrong. I have Amazon already installed. That wasn't the, the issue for me. It was more about my irk with it was you didn't ask now that's me. less than good yeah, yeah and and not only did you not ask me i uninstalled them when you i installed these apps the first time you did them to me in the in the setup process i even froze the t mobile a- application because i just don't want any of them right yeah and you not only revived the app so they reinstalled the app selector that i removed but you forced and you gave it permission to install things in the background for me that i can't so now as soon as I'm done later today, when I get, I'm able to sit down, I'm actually going to go in there and, and uh, basically just literally kill the installation app. It's, it's an MCM or MCN. I forgot the name of the uh, the, the actual uh, uh, application itself. I just need to get that disabled, manually disabled mm-hmm. over ADB. And I think that will stop it. But average user or average people that are getting a T-Mobile <laughs> phone, yeah, like this is active bloat installation. Like When T-Mobile decides they want to install a new app in there, they just install it. What's the
0: point? And again, because there's an apathy, and we don't really instruct or inform people, and they're just going to be like, "Okay, I guess." I mean, I I still need to have Facebook to talk to my grandma, I suppose. And yeah, but you're you, not going to get any existence to.
1: They are not by in any way, shape, or mean applications that will um, what's it called to for these to add your to add to your mobile experience or are recommended for better network service. Nothing yeah. to do with nothing them. about that. Yeah. Nothing, and um, that that bothered me a lot. Uh, while I was on my trick because I wake up and I start I, I mean it tells you at least it does tell you that it's installing mm-hmm. them it's not like it's hiding them but I uninstalled the app selector I installed uh, the um, what's it called the other uh, T-Mobile Play because I don't want any of those apps and it reinstalled them like you can't get rid of them even if you wanted to so short answer Yeah, that's
0: that's pretty scummy
1: that, that alone is seriously making me want to return my S22 Ultra and get an unlocked model just for the sake of that because I mean are you I,
0: still I mean, is that still an option? Can you
1: can I didn't you- I didn't I didn't trade in my S21 Ultra yet. I need to return that one to for this. I, I, I'm not gonna lie that my impressions right now for the week and a half or so that I've had the S22 Ultra, it's not much better than the S twenty one ultra. For me, like on the day to day usage, the extra storage that I got on it is about the only main benefit that I appreciated more. Gotcha. Because I went for the five twelve because of the deal that they were doing. That was what bo- what was bothering me with the S twenty one Ultra. The most uh, most uh, charging speed isn't really that much different. Realistically, we all know that they're not even running at forty five. Um, no. And the S Pen, I, I mean, I'm a fan, but seriously, not a feature that I use all the time. I rarely gotcha. ever reach for the S Pen. So, um, I'm, I'm it's a little bit of a debate. But the T Mobile variant is what's bugging me now. It's not even Samsung. It's the fact that T Mobile's trying to play that type of game.
0: Well, and and it's been concerning. Also, seeing, I mean, Michael Prepper brings this up too. Like, even when you get an unlocked phone, it's almost like Samsung is working with carriers in the United States so that when you put the SIM in, it kind of provisions the phone in a way to be more like a T-Mobile branded. uh, Google's
1: doing the same thing. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Google did the exact when I when I plugged in my AT and T SIM to my Pixel Six Pro, It mm it it. Tried to install the starts AT&T doing like yeah hey you want yeah, yeah, all this
0: uh, other stuff and you're like I do not yeah that's why but, I went out of my way to not get all this stuff
1: <laughs> and, and but with that being said at least for me what I looked at that is that okay so if it does try to install them and like, you just uninstall them they don't come back this was the the buggy part about that this. this is why I haven't mentioned the fact that you know there was additional apps on on my device I don't you know everybody knows you get bloatware it, if you get a right. version that that's you know whatever carrier you're going to get that carrier's bloatware. Um, and uninstalling them and disabling the apps that I didn't need were for me the, the limit, the thing, as as far as I thought I needed to do initially. But walking around and you get a notification and it's, and it did it two days in a row. And I was like, seriously, like those two, the two white, the, the two little mm-hmm. um, sets of apps were installed on over two separate days. Hey,
0: don't worry. I, we're using up data and we're using up your battery International life data. And I wasn't home. Yeah.
1: This is, this is running on at like much different like levels of things. So. But anyways, yeah. Uh, I feel like my... that
0: probably needs its own video on its own, TK.
1: I I feel like I so. need to start, yeah. Uh, I'm, but I'm also I want to start reaching out to some of the other uh, people that may have picked up an AT and T model, right? Or picked up that sure. may have picked up uh, like a Verizon. Are you getting the same experience? With well, Auto let me t- let
0: me let me tell you, uh, as a as a cheapskate who recently switched from Google Fi to Mint, boy howdy, do they not care? About any kind of user experience, (laughs) application install on Mint, Um, it's it's you manually put in your own APN settings. They don't even have a a user setup. There's
1: no there's no auto. I mean, which don't get me wrong. To certain, I'm real happy. (laughs) They they just like oh, it's your phone. I guess. No, no, I'm (laughs) with you. It's 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 one of those things I I wished. But I, I've been away from it for so long that I've been having not picked up a device yeah. that is locked. Uh, but it, like, it in seems like it's gotten worse. It, it got worse, and that two hundred bucks now was starting to bite me in the butt, kind of a thing. Like I should have just paid the extra two hundred, and stuck to what I usually like to get. But yeah. it's okay. Um, you know what? I have so many more options going on. I, like I said, I'm seriously considering potentially just maybe switching back to maybe like a find as a main device, because even though these are not designed for our market, they still perform quite well. I don't get 5g, yeah. but the 4g LTE is crazy fast. And it actually supports really good 4g LTE in the U S um, the reality. Yeah. I mean, the S pen is nice, but I, I didn't want a note. I wanted an S and they gave me a note and called it an S and that's supposed to be okay. I'm like, no, you
0: gave me a note. Oh, but bigger YouTubers are saying now it's like the best of both worlds. You get don't, the don't S they, and the Note in one. Don't, don't they
1: say those words every single time uh, a Note comes out saying that this is the best of everything if you really want to be super productive? Like the S series, just like, what? You can barely float? And stuff
0: well, like it, it, For me, it was also like, there was there was all of that like, back padding. Like, well, but if you don't need the S Pen, you get the better screen and you get more battery. And that's why the S is the better selling, better for average people than the Note. And now it's Oh, but now you can have both the Note features and the S one. Isn't that what you want? And you're like, yeah, at some point, mm-hmm. you do actually need to be consistent in what yeah. you're praising. Because literally, every single move that Samsung makes can't always be the correct move. Exactly. Like, at some point, you actually have to say, like, hey, uh, this, this actually takes way. you yeah. in a different direction. And maybe that's not going to be what you want. Because I, I remember all of the techies that were angry about the price of the V60 because they could have, could have made the phone cheaper if they didn't force you to buy a digitizer if you weren't going to use it with a stylus. They should have made a phone that had a digitizer and a phone that didn't have a digitizer so that you could spend less. But now, if you want the the best camera sensor, the best performance... The 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 best battery life, you have to buy an S Pen enabled device. And if you're not going to use that S Pen, you have been forced to buy things that you don't really need. They could have made the phone cheaper by making a version without an S Pen. That's what a Galaxy S is. Yep. And so again, I'm I'm a little not impressed with some of the tone of these other reviewers that are just acting like, no, but this is great. <laughs> If you don't need it you can get an S22 plus and you're like yeah but that's garbage. And I don't want, not, an it, 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 and, I want an S22 plus. I
1: want an ultra. An S22 plus is not the S22 plus to an S22 ultra. It's the S22 ultra uh, uh, S22 plus for the S21 ultra from last year because the S22 ultra is really the note. This is the 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 roadmap that this is so muddied now. And I we don't know what they're going to do later on. I mean, does that mean next year the S twenty three is going to be an actual S series, an actual actual S series? Are we going to do alternating years? I don't know. Which which don't get me wrong, it makes sense for an upgrade cycle. But you really need to differentiate the name. You can't call two different styles of devices that you've gone for years designing and building and engraving the S series and Note series being separate mm-hmm. lines. And then suddenly just combine them and make it sound like you broke, you know, you're no, 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 TK already now.
0: Now, now, you're not making as much money on YouTube. Yeah, I know. I know. Actually, What you needed to say was Samsung blew me away again. (laughs) Who would have thought I, I, you know what? I didn't have the highest of expectations for the Galaxy S series this year. Uh, but through pure meritocracy, not through any influence of my YouTube metrics or the $10 billion a year that Samsung spends on marketing, just through the, the practical day-to-day usage of the most basic level average consumer idea of owning a smartphone, they nailed it. I mean just they they're, they are the de facto choice in Android land. And it doesn't matter that that the average selling price of Samsung phones is only about $270 which means no one's buying Galaxy S or Galaxy Z. Um they're mostly buying Galaxy A and I guess whatever cheaper phones that Samsung makes. But but as a YouTuber, boy, let me tell you, it's completely um, took me by surprise. I just, I, I, need to make the most wacky face, shocked thumbnail for this video to properly express the emotional high of of uh, only sal- saying that Samsung uh, makes the perfect right decision every time. Just mm-hmm. nailed it. It's awesome. Yeah. Until mm-hmm. I review an iPhone, and then I'll tell you why the iPhone is better.
1: Exactly, because then that's the standard. Uh, that's the standardized thing. One is iPhone, Samsung is two, and everything else is trash.
0: Everything else is garbage
1: exactly Trash. exactly but you know um, on that note <laughs> on that note since we're talking about you know taking things out the door no, it's uh, it's, it's been an interesting very very crazy week I am uh, although I didn't actually change or try to live by the uh, by Barcelona's time zone and was really s- sleep deprived um, surprisingly I'm still getting hit with a little bit of you know that whole mental yeah. fogginess a little bit. Running on a couple cup of coffee this morning just to kind of compose things to get realistic, but um, the reality is this: look, it was an exciting show. I'm glad that it happened, and I'm glad that it it was open, um, and that I was able to attend it by myself as my own, and I was able to you know work through a company to do so, which is the surprising part for me. Um, Got got a chance to meet a lot of good good people. Heard a lot also conversations about people being, you know, uh, tech being stolen, people being, uh, you know. uh, yeah, it's it's a thing that you don't talk about a lot, but Barcelona is known for it around our uh, the Mobile World Congresses because there's so much influx of uh, of international tech community people coming in. Um, yeah, I know at least of two people that uh, that I know that uh, unfortunately got you know either uh, robbed or things things of them got uh, got taken away. So if you are able to go, or if you do ent- attend, uh you know Barcelona for MWC in any time. Be very, very vigilant about your tech. Make sure that you are aware where you are yeah. and what you're doing. Um, not, not the, Again, by no means am I saying this is a reflection of the community of everybody that's in Barcelona. How dare Because it, 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 I, I want to be it, clear. Cause people,
0: people get opportunist about influxes yeah. of travel. And this is one of those where you know, because this is like a major thing that Barcelona is known for. You know a lot of people with a lot of expensive stuff are gonna be showing up in your city. And unfortunately there are some really crappy individuals out there that like yeah. to take advantage it, of those. Very, yeah, it's
1: a, it and so um, again, luckily came back and I tested again last night, made sure everything was good and still running negative. Nice. Um and and I'm happy to see that the requirements for travel is also loosening a little bit. I didn't have to have a test to go into Barcelona. It was purely just a vaccination requirement. As long as I met them I was good. Um Coming back to the U.S., I didn't have to do a PCR. I did an antigen test. I was surprised. It was actually much easier cheaper. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, but, but I did my dual diligence, of course, distancing, uh, sanitizing, all that good stuff. And um, anytime there was a no mask kind of gr- grouping with anybody, we always tried to make it outside, um, not trying to you know, make, it, make it into any kind of closed environment. So, yeah, uh, again, happy, looking forward to and see how things go kind of later on. Um, uh, I'll be, I'll, tomorrow's show for me is going to be more of a recap of my experience at MWC. So that's going to be my best, uh, my Android Bay episode for Saturday morning. Um, to go kind of t- showcase also a lot of the reels that I pushed out. I didn't do a lot of videos, um, at the show because I had my again, hardware before. I,
0: but again, I think like the strategy of doing like short little snippety it's, kinds of videos is working really well.
1: Yeah. And, and, but I'm also kind of keeping them. I didn't do what I did for CES, which I was posting them to my YouTube side. It doesn't help my channel. It's it's weird. Mm-hmm. Shorts are, I actually re, are we're impacting my view count negatively, and uh, impacting the also uh, not to say that I was worried about too much monetization, but I don't you don't make money on YouTube uh, off of uh, mm-hmm. shorts, so the view drop with average views dropping, and then of course no it, uh, it changes the whole metric. So I've kept from now on Instagram is where my reels will live. I'll share them to Twitter, and uh, I'll just keep my my recap and I'll showcase them in my Reelly. Thing. it's much easier for me to handle so it'll be hopefully yeah. a better thing um but what's what's coming up for you did uh, anything exciting coming up for you before we round close the roundup oh man
0: so this was like almost a video every day i'm actually taking today off um <laughs> so poco x4 poco m4 editorial tick watch um on the patreon there is the xiaomi mi 11 ultra one year camera review so mm-hmm. looking back at the Me 11 Ultra and just what's improved and where I still feel like there there needs to be some polish on a very, very premium camera camera phone. Um, that's on the Patreon tonight. If you're on the Patreon, patreon.com slash some gadget guy. We're going to do a movie night. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're on the replay crew and you're catching this later, you probably already missed it. But right now, the vote is leaning towards RoboCop. Ooh, like We're first... just going to get together and watch a bunch RoboCup of old 1? cheesy movies. And the first RoboCop seems to be taking the lead. In the vote, but then also on the Patreon, I haven't done a budget phone camera deep dive in a while, and now phones not only sub four hundred, but also sub three hundred, are starting to come with these really crazy larger camera sensors. They're really megapixel dense. So I think this afternoon I'm going to put up a poll on the Patreon to see which one I should try to cover. Um, I've got the TCL, I've got the Infinix. Oh, I've got Redmi and POCOs. Did you get the
1: uh, XE? Did, did you get your hands on the uh, TCL? No, no, no. The... I
0: still have to wrap up the video on the 30V. So okay. um, I, I wasn't really going to tag anyone at TCL until, like, I don't need another one of your phones while I'm still working, working on your on covering <laughs> the phone that you sent me. Yeah. Um, so so uh, I, I want to try it because, again, that not having Verizon radio support drops you from, like, a $300 price tag to a $200 mm-hmm. price tag, which is really exciting. But I also feel it's going to be similar enough that I can kind of generally talk about what it's like to use that kind of a TCL 30. But anyway, um, on that Patreon, look out for the poll because I'd love to get your feedback. Uh, You know, we're going to talk about a 20 to 30 minute camera deep dive on a phone that costs under $300. Um, which one should I start with? Uh, which one should we, should we focus on? And I think there are some really good pros and cons across the entire spectrum Spectrum. of these lower cost phones. Um, but yeah, some uh, some really exciting stuff. I'm gonna work with you on getting hands on with the Galaxy S22. Absolutely. Uh, Barry Johnson has my iQ, and he just put out his first video on the iQ9 Pro. Um, kick so kick his, ass, man. Nice. His, his 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 video style is really chill. I really like what he's doing with his engineer reacts videos. Just like a ton of really good stuff um, has has gone up over this last week, and it looks like the momentum is going to carry through for for next week too.
1: And and that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping to get back into my groove. My my not groove, but you know, essentially in my my normal
0: workflow. Um, it's hard almost, getting back into that flow, man. You're gonna have to it, give yourself it, a couple days. Uh,
1: I am I, I was I was really trying to push for trying to put something out today, and I don't say, I don't. I don't think I have the energy for it. I don't even think I can make a cohesive video, which I don't want to. And um, if you try
0: to rush it, it's going to take even longer. Like if you it, take it will, a couple days and you chill out and you just kind of rest back up, you're going to come back fresh. If you try and hit this like on Sunday, like let me put a video together. It's going to be hot garbage and yeah. you're going to so hate it.
1: <laughs> the, as, as much energy as I have, I think it'll be basically focused on what I have for tomorrow morning for the Android Bay. And uh, by Monday we'll be back uh, in, we'll be back uh, on, on normal delivery schedule videos and so on. So um looking forward to checking out the stuff on your side if you guys are also interested we are going to be pushing out an audio version of our podcast that comes out Mm -hmm. about a day or so after our show is live Uh, and it's essentially for the most part a raw version of what our audio is it's just you you get every single you know the good the bad the, the, the the amazing part of the audio um, on here so <laughs> uh, you know other than that make sure to catch up on Monday with the SGQA on Quan's uh, show over on his channel uh, and of course we'll see you guys another episode next week an amazing episode we'll have obviously way more things to talk about um, yeah. on our, the best of our week next Thursday night we'll be back to the normal schedule I'm going to stop disrupting the, the schedule I feel like I've been doing this too much the last few weeks every time I was like hey Juan do you mind if we do it on Friday morning as opposed to say like so yeah no, uh,
0: I get it though uh, it's, yeah, it's, I know. It pro- needs to happen it's
1: fine I got home at like 10 30 last night so if we did do it <laughs> yesterday like... the flight landed at 8 thirty five 35 8 40 we were delayed a little bit out of newark the same flight that messed me up on the on the way out mm-hmm. this was the reverse part of it um was a little bit delayed because of short staffing over there but it at least didn't get canceled so at least that part sure. was okay
0: I'm, I'm i'm glad you're back on the continent and back on the I, correct I, coast I am, so. I am
1: i am happy that i'm back in my own bed let will say that Take care, everybody! Thanks everybody for everybody kicking it with us. Uh, Jimmy, Greg, uh, Michael, uh, George, and This is a great chat. It was a great, chat. Was a great right. chat. We'll see you guys in the next week. Take care, Bye-bye. all. Bam.